0: to the Nerds Who Haunted Themselves Series 5 Episode 1. Uh, we are back for a new year. Uh, Hello. I am Stuart Moraine. <laughs> Thank you, I was waiting for that. And Hi. I am Andy Hanks as always. As always. Every day. Apart from that weekend you were Glenda. Oh, we don't talk about that. We don't talk about that weekend. Speaking of weekends we don't talk about.
1: It. <laughs> 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 we're like pros.
0: <laughs> That's like a Vince Hunt segue. that is. I absolutely Masterful. Uh, we are not sponsored by Comic House. <laughs> Which is the Netflix of comics. It is of indie comics. Oh, indie comics. Sorry. Although you should check out Comic House. See, we'll do them for free, Pete.
1: <laughs> Does Pete
0: listen? Because you'll get zero traction. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, we are back after our Christmas slash New Year slash Troops break. Um, how are you feeling?
1: Generally. I've Generally. I've a rash on my ass.
0: Well. <laughs> Um, Told you not to rub it.
1: I tell you, yeah. I was saying earlier, um, it took it out of me this year. I'll be honest. It was uh, okay, in my humble opinion, it was the best one we've done. Uh,
0: but well, it's it, crossed that question off. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, we saw so
1: But uh, it really took it out of me. I was exhausted. Exor- the week up, the Sunday, the day after Sunday, I was, I was absolutely useless. And then I had to physically take some time off the following week because I just. I was hanging from that it had a proper True Believers
0: hangover I genuinely think that emotionally I enjoyed this one way more than any other we've done Mm. I think partly because I don't know about you but the build up to it because it was such an unknown quantity
1: it was a relief it was a relief aspect there was a
0: massive relief that everybody because even on the morning when we went into the room we were like fuck this floor layout doesn't work yeah so you and I were frantically for a half hour to an hour before trying to Rejigging fix tables, fixing it as best we at, could At
1: half past five on Saturday morning
0: Found out we were three tables short mm. <laughs> Just, yeah, it was
1: So, so yeah, just to recap then It was in a different venue to the one we were
0: used to So, yeah, we're talking about Troubly was
1: 2019 <laughs> Yes, <laughs> Troubly was 2019 So it was, our, it was the fifth event
0: The other... It was, we made five years Yeah, absolutely, we got there,
1: yeah So the other four years has been at Chartland Racecourse this year, for the reasons of uh, I can't. Can we be asked to go into? No, we There's, there's it. a blog post on the website about they it said if you that. want to read it. Um, that we, we chose the. Uh, the I want to say Chase HQ, though. I think it was Chase years ago, but it's the Jurors Inn in Cheltenham. Um, the,
0: the outdoor setting for Crossroads for a couple of series. Yeah,
1: have I mentioned that yet? Oh, you haven't mentioned
0: yet. yet. You um, didn't mention it on the day. I was really disappointed. I, no, yeah, I forgot all about it. And there wasn't one Benny cosplayer. <laughs> no, there, wasn't. there was an awesome Steven Spielberg, though. I didn't see that. Did you not see the Stevens Spielberg? I don't think so, It was just no. a guy with a beard and a suit with a cap on. It was brilliant. Probably I probably did I didn't admit. spot him till Wiki pointed him out. Yeah, so it was, a, as you said, it was an
1: unknown thing. Uh, I think it's fair, but I think the jurors in oh, welcomed us with open arms. Do you agree?
0: Yeah. Well, I messaged you after I'd had the pre-show debrief with them. Mm. and I sent, mean- sent you a message saying, you know... Uh, it's really weird to be at a venue that seems genuinely pleased to have us there. Yeah. Although Blackfriars always Blackfriars were really pleased well. to I have us there. I love
1: Blackfriars. It's a very good venue. But,
0: yeah, for the main event.
1: But you know, this, And that's
0: not to dispel everybody at the race because the initial people we dealt with, Kenny and Andy and that, hmm. were great. It's just the fuckers on the day. <laughs> we can say it now. We're never going back.
1: <laughs> uh, but it's just li- little things. Like, at, at one point when the doors had opened... Um, to the public, and everyone was queued up. Uh, it was basically right in front of the reception, and usually on the reception, I noticed there was usually one or two people there, but there were about five or six people stood on reception watching all the everyone. Yeah, because I was initially costumes.
0: it instantly went in my head that was like shit. They're there to bollock us for summer yeah, I did as well. They were waiting so for us to. Well,
1: I <laughs> thought because I because this was when I was on the door, I was waiting to open the doors, so I had a quick wander over there, and I said, to, you know, I made some comment thinking, you know, and I said. It's the first time they've ever had anything like that uh, at that hotel. So I said, "Oh, you're going to see some, you know, you're going to see some interesting sights." And they were, both, they and then really look really excited. Walks out. <laughs> <laughs> Tony out. And they seem really excited, you know, to see all these wacky. And I mean, for someone who's not used to comic cons, it must be pretty, pretty amazing. Pretty. Well, it
0: was because I went over and I was like, "We'll get this clear as quickly yeah. as possible." And They're like, "It's fine."
1: Exactly. Uh, they were so accommodating. I mean, ten out of ten for those guys. I thought.
0: Yeah, I mean. Based solely on that, I'm hoping we'll be back there next year. Mm. Um, The majority of the feedback we had about the venue change was in the resoundingly positive. There were a couple of negatives, which is to be expected. Well, it was a smaller venue. It was always going to be a step down from the race course in some people's eyes. In size, at least. Um, Some of the criticism that was levelled is absolutely fair enough. Some I didn't agree with. Obviously, we had to sacrifice tabletop gaming. Um, If we can find a way to work things like that back in at some point, we will. But for now, it was a Comic-Con, so the non-Comic-Con things... or you know... (laughs) Ah, Jesus. Sorry. (coughs) Apologies. (laughs) Sorry, I sneezed. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so the least comic book-connected things were the things that had to be sacrificed this year. Um, But I think we more than made up for it with other things going on. We upped our workshop game, I thought. Yeah, that was great. That those
1: those learn-to-draw classes were superb. So we have three, four, I suppose, learn-to-draw classes. Uh, we have uh, um, the first one we had uh, Mike Collins. Doing Spider-Man. Doing How to Draw Spider-Man. And it was fascinating. It was brilliant. I mean, uh, I, in you case anyone... You got video of known, it, didn't you? I did. I did get some video. And they didn't send that to you, did no. I? No. Um, so, in, in case you don't know, um, a couple of years ago, they re- they released a, a Marvel monthly magazine called How to uh, Draw... Fortnightly. Fortnightly. I've been collecting
0: is it, it. Is mainly how- now because I want to complete the set. Then.
1: What was it called? Is it How to Draw the Marvel Way? No. It was- that was the Stan Lee book, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, it was... Marvel how to draw something like that it wasn't how to draw the Marvel way but it was a variation on that
1: and um, Mike's been working on works on that yeah um, he, he so he's the main guy who does that and yeah he's been our guest since the beginning he's a great guy he was
0: right? the first guest we ever signed up was he really Emma Vicelli was the first guest we met in person yeah and um, Mike Collins was the first guest that signed. Up. he signed up back in the Kickstarter days
1: blimey and uh yeah, he he did a how to draw Spider Man thing, and it was great. I mean, we learned all about something called the Builder's Breakfast, which was fascinating. It's just something that the and art, something the artists remember when they're building up their character, doing all the, all the rest for it. Um then we had Laura Howell. Laura Howell doing. She's a beano artist. She's the only female beano artist. She drew many of the Minx, and that was fascinating as and she well. She did a
0: couple. Of, she did a Dennis the Menace. Thing. She was yeah. That
1: was the whole point. Well I it was a really good bit where she was saying. When you draw Dennis the Menace, you've got to remember to draw him wrong, to, as you know. For instance, so, and she was saying how you would, how you, your brain would know to draw a face. So a face has got two eyes, a nose, and a mouth, which is below the nose, midway between the nose and the chin, in the middle. But Dennis the Menace doesn't. Dennis the Menace only has one eye.
0: I know. It's the fucker who drew him for the poster? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then regretted it.
1: And the mouth is always to one side. The mouth is never in the middle. The mouth is always to one side. It's it's great, you know, little things like that that you see every day. Is but... there
0: be no equivalent of you ever tried to draw Harrison Ford? Yes, Harrison Ford yeah. does not look right as a drawing. <laughs> you can get a spot on exactly how he looks in a picture. It just doesn't look right on a page <laughs> when you've drawn it because his nose is slightly squiff. <laughs> squiff, yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: and then we have what was the last one? Oh, the, the, the the middle super one. Superhero drawing. I hosted super, again the the, the popular, or shall I say. I a live drawing session really we've popular. had for three years. I about think that was the busiest one we've had, wasn't it? I think it was. It was I love doing that. It's great for... Stephanie is the model again. You have everything from... You've got, we have kids doing it to, to adults and uh, different uh, skill sets. Well, we'd, I don't think we've got any professional artists this year. Usually we have a couple of people from no, the No, there was nobody from
0: um, Chris Sides' crew. Um, mm. I can't think what they're called now. But, um, yeah, it's usually the artists from that. Um, Chris... I can't think of his surname. But yeah, he's come up and done them a couple of times, hasn't he's he? He's great. Uh, but that's the great thing about that, is that it g- they generally appeal to all abilities.
1: Yeah, which is the whole point of it. Because the whole
0: thing, of, we do it for free, we do it in an open area, so even people that were just staying in the hotel, or passing by, could mm. pick up a pencil and paper and get involved if they wanted to.
1: So there was a lovely moment, going slightly back to the Laura Howell one. Uh, f- so we mentioned in a couple of times on this podcast, I've got a friend called uh, Chris from Milton Keynes, are um, we, uh, we speak. He listens to this podcast. Hi, His Chris. daughter
0: was really excited about Laura Albion, wasn't she? Is it so? The son, Mini, a is mini is Minx. A, yeah,
1: very much so. Yeah, uh, Ruben. And so they came over. They he, they live in Nottingham, so he came over um, to, to, to come over to, to give a bit of support and actually came to the show. Now, um, I've just been speaking to him quite a lot, quite, you know, just talking about art to him quite a bit. And he is quite adamant that it is again, it is not in his natural realm to draw. He can't draw, and he said that this. He thinks it isn't something you can learn. He's always been about. No, you've got to be born with it. You know, I can't draw. I'll never be able to draw. I won't be able to do it. And like he said to him, no, it is. It, you know, it's that's like saying, you know, um it's like saying, no, I'll never be able to swim. If you don't I try, Don't think you're born with the talent.
0: I think you're born with the determination to see it I through.
1: Th- that is my whole thing. It was all about determination. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, it's all about being wanting to do it in the first place. Um, and I, I was saying to him that, you know, if you, if you don't try, then you're not going to do it. If you don't practice, if, you're not, if you don't try to draw, then it's like saying, oh, I can't ride a bike. Will I be able to try to? Well, no. Same thing. So I, he's always been at it. We've always had a bit of an argument about that. So when we started the, the Laura Howell um, uh, panel, the first thing she said was there's a common myth that some people say that they can't draw. Everyone can draw. And that was it's, it's the first thing she said. Completely back me up. I thought, "Fuck yeah, you." <laughs> um, this is a really good moment. He just got. So we got several
0: complaints about Andy Ted and somebody else across the room to "fuck you" <laughs> <laughs> during the mini <laughs> panel. <laughs> um, so yeah, we did superhero life drawing. Again sorry, yeah, yeah, one.
1: superhero life drawing, which was great fun. And he, and um, uh, Chris did life drawing. I made him do
0: it. And then after that, which to be clear, superhero life drawing, we get one of our cosplayers. Which sorry, yeah, for the last on. three years, it's been. Stephanie, it's yes, she's and great. she was um pin up bat woman. This she's year.
1: pin up, so so we I do a couple of uh, three poses, a couple of warm up poses, and then everyone sits around her. She stands in the middle, everyone sits around her and just draws her. and I will give out a couple of tips and tricks that I've kind of learned doing life drawing. Um, and um, it's great fun, you know. The, the people seem to I take photographs of all the drawings, which I'm oh, sorry, I haven't sent you. So. We will post them up actually. If you want to,
0: yeah, that's cool. I put like 500 <laughs> photos up the other day, mm. so
1: and um, it, yeah, it's great. We, as I said, massive range of uh, of start of um, ages and a massive range of uh, skill sets and all that. It's great fun. And then we did uh, Je- then Jeff Senior um, came and did a uh, robots in action, robots in action panel, which I mean, learn to draw, learn to draw robots in action, and that was brilliant. He drew two, he drew. Optimus Prime punching um, Galvatron I think it was cool
0: it? I honestly can't remember the picture now I think it was we raffled it off at the end oh so. yes
1: it was it might have been Ultramagnus Well, I it was saying it was it was one of the Autobots punching Galvatron I know he
0: was mortified when we raffled it off
1: yeah I know he was because he didn't think it was good enough and he made us give that person some of his prints as well as but the noticed. guys who
0: got it were really happy with it yeah you know it was a Jeff Senior still but was it Cog. Uh, no, it was um, Dead Star Publishing, Disney, I think. Because, yeah. They, yeah, they originally won their book back. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, it was just absolutely fantastic.
0: Because um, there know. was that, and my mum won the um, Amazon Fire tablet. Your mum did? Yeah, but then, because my mum won it, we redrew it. Oh. And then Margaret Edwards' wife won it. <laughs> Which, bizarrely, was the prize she wanted, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. anybody who overheard <laughs> that conversation, <laughs> it would have seemed rigged, but which was donated by Pete from Comic House mm. yeah of course yeah the Netflix for indie comics mm.
1: um, uh, yeah which is absolutely fantastic and it was probably the I think our you, what was your idea I think it was probably the best idea we've had for True Believers and I think fantastic. well to
0: be fair I stole it from Disney <laughs> <laughs> they would well,
1: be fine they would be alright
0: with it well you know we've stolen so much <laughs> our uh, True Believer mouse <laughs> yeah. our angry True Believer duck <laughs> Um. Well no it's just one of those things I was it if you've ever been I've only been to Disneyland Paris so I, I assume they do it at the American one as well. In fact I've seen videos of it so I know they do. But they do this thing in their animation studio. Bit if, did you do it when you were there?
1: Uh, I didn't do it because um, I think we were we
0: were actually there during the lunch break. Uh yeah because they tend to take a break but they last about 10 15 minutes mm. and then they project. they have a big whiteboard and then somebody draws upon it. And um I was just like, that's just such a what great
1: you to Pooh Bear,
0: didn't you? Pooh Bear when I did it, yeah. I think And they... then I think as I left the next lot I got to do stitch. And I was like, yeah <laughs> But I really enjoyed it, because 'cause I've never Pooh Bear's another one that's not that easy to draw because he's very symmetrical. Mm. So it was quite nice sort of learning how to do it. Sometimes the simplest, cleanest lines are the most difficult to nail. Mm. Um but yeah, and I was I really enjoyed it and there were kids around who were doing it as well who were really enjoying it. And um I just thought that's something we should bring to true believers yeah and it, it worked. worked really well and um fair play to Mike Laura and Jeff because I was only expecting it to be like a head and shoulders kind of job and they went full body mm. <laughs> that's what and she said. um that's what she said and yeah they went really well they lasted about 20 minutes, half hour? Um, they, yeah. they were the perfect length for what I they I think they were all, they ended up, because I said,
1: because I, I kind of hosted it and I introduced them and I said to them, right, you know, they asked, how long you got? I said, oh, okay, about 15 minutes. I don't think any of them went any, I think they were all about half
0: an hour in the end. They were just really good Because I always block out half an hour because that. It, it was well, lovely actually, to I always see... block out 45 minutes because then it. It
1: was lovely to see it like at the end. It's always awkward when you're doing, when, when you watch a panel happening. And when it comes to the questions, no one sticks their hands up. And it was great that there were so many questions, so many were really getting into it. And while they were doing it, we, had, we gave out clipboards, didn't we? Yeah. So as the artist was doing the drawing on the wall, on, on the One of which was stolen. Oh, really? You can't clipboards. Well,
0: we really... had 30. We came back with 29.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and so we also, they all had a bit of paper that they could scribble on as well. Um, so they could kind of draw as the artist was drawing on it. Um, and yeah, no, definitely we could do that again, that's great
0: Yeah, part of me is thinking, because part of the problem with the smaller venue is everybody went straight into the hall Hmm. which then meant that there was just gridlock in there, which I think is why a lot of people left after just walking around the hall, whereas people who are a bit more con-savvy knew, shit, the hall's really busy, let's go see what else is going on Part of me thinks maybe we need to start doing those workshops from pretty much as soon as we open as well hmm. so that it splits people off a little bit and make more of a thing on the website of making people more aware hmm. of, you know, don't go you don't have to go straight into the hall. If you split your time between a bit more, then the hall won't seem as busy. I mean, we're going to rejig could, the hall slightly could, could anyway.
1: Could there be perhaps, um, I don't know, maybe a panel starting ten minutes before the hall actually opens? That's not a bad idea.
0: It's, it's something to look at and discuss mm. with people. Because um, the problem with doing things too early is that everybody's in the hall, so people don't turn up. I think it always happened with the cosplay panel. I think the first year we did it, they did it pretty much 20 minutes after we opened. Mm. Of course, nobody was going up 20 minutes after we opened, which is why we started opening the cosplay hall an hour later at the race course. or half an hour later, I can't remember which. Um but yeah, so I think we maybe need more things running throughout the day, up to about three, four o'clock, which is mm. when it yeah tails off.
1: So you're saying about the cosplay hall, we had a smaller, slightly scaled back cosplay element to it, didn't we this year?
0: We did, because of size. Um, yeah, that's it. it sort of works. It needs that needs fine tuning as well. Um. I mean, but
1: it was also a new person um, actually being in charge of it as well, so it was all new to that person. Yeah.
0: Um, it just needs tweaking. It's, it's tricky, because you want people to enjoy it, but at the same time, it is a work and hotel, so you kind of have to keep things under control a bit more, whereas at the race course, you could be a bit more freer. Mm. Um, so yeah, there's there's just things that need tweaking with that. I, just working out the best ways to do these things yeah
1: but it was still a very very positive thing and you're always going to have a little fine tuning it's all about fine tuning isn't it at the end of the day
0: it is and I think most people appreciated that you know it was an unknown quantity again Mm. it was essentially I mean in some ways we should have changed the name from True Believers so people went in expected not with any real expectations but. Mm. but the other thing is that for True Believers to survive even if we'd been at the race course this year we wouldn't be able to go back next year because we just weren't getting the money in to be able to continue to afford it so for the event to survive we had to downscale at some point anyway Mm. and you know it was just happenstance it happened before we were ready to do it Mm. but I'd I'd rather survive and build back up than disappear completely is my opinion on it and I think most people understand that It'd be the same as your favourite comic shop happened to move from the massive unit they were in into one that's like a third of the size. Mm. It's just, it's the needs of the business. It's there in some form or lose it completely kind of thing. And but
1: it still had the heart, didn't it? Even though it was a their venue. You know. I'd
0: say it had more of the heart yeah. than it did. The trouble with the race course was we weren't filling it. Mm. So it always looked, good, you know, from trying to get photos when we put flyers together. It wasn't
1: empty, yeah.
0: It's like, it wasn't empty. It absolutely
1: wasn't, because
0: it was such a gigantic floor space. But yeah, it was just huge, and which is great mm. for freedom movement and that sort of thing. Um, people behind the tables loved that it was tighter on the other side. Mm. They didn't even mind that they were quite cramped behind the tables either, because it kept a good flow of people going.
1: You did um, the spanking. I did know. do the spanking.
0: The spanking. Um, I think I only ever looked at... All- Saw one aisle where there was nobody up it at one point, and that was the bottom one when I was doing one of the announcements over okay. the microphone. Was
1: that near the end?
0: Uh, sort of around lunchtime-ish. Mm. So, but even then, it wasn't empty for See, long. See,
1: I thought it was always quite quieter as you walked into the main entrance, like where the awesome and all yeah. the guests are, because that was a bigger area. That was a real open area, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, when you go past that first That's aisle it. where it Steve Sims was, a bit was. It, it but it was all bottlenecked into yeah, there right, but, yeah. but it was good there was a steady flow like I say the people that sort of were a bit more con savvy knew to go away and get a drink and then come back in a mm. little bit um like I say it's it's a gradual thing but on the workshops thing we also had the um John Tucker yeah doing the and is it Mike Mike Mike, Mike where is it West from coglife comics? Sorry, Mike, I apologise if you listen. Um, doing the panelling comics workshop, both of which yes. were really busy. I mean, they, they were were really weren't. Busy. the rooms weren't full, yeah. but by our standards. And then Tony did the Weird Science with Mike Collins and Nick Brokenshire yeah. talking about sci-fi comics, which I believe went down really well. Unfortunately, Kirk did to get audio of it, but it just didn't come through very well. Mm. So, unfortunately, they're lost to time as well. Which is the worst thing about putting on things like that is because we're really interested in seeing them. But...
1: Yeah. Sorry we didn't get the order. Can we all do it
0: again, please? Yeah. <laughs> Remember, everything you said exactly how you said it. <laughs> we'll meet you there in 20 minutes. Um, But no. So, your feelings coming out of it. Cool. I think we've sort of covered it, but... Uh, yeah, great. Absolutely. Loved it. it um, I, I think it was
1: more of a essence of what we wanted originally as for a con Um, it it
0: had that real nostalgic feeling of when cons used to be done in the basement of a hotel
1: yeah uh uh, yeah really excited the next one uh great fun loved it really enjoyed it um as a as an artist because i also had an artist's table i did the best i've done at a con
0: awesome i think a couple of other people said that as well yeah
1: and yes i heard that from a few people i was talking to a couple of people you know you always do it how did you do and a few people said that they've done fantastic. I didn't speak to one disappointed uh,
0: table holder. No, well. I didn't. Um, I'm always cautious about going up to people's tables. being like, "How are you getting on?" Because it always sounds a bit like a leading question. Yeah. Like you're putting them on the spot. Like, That's why you doing. How's it working out for you? Yeah, tell me. Don't. That's why you, tell you don't me negative admit that you're Stewart until they told you.
1: <laughs> no, I'm not Stuart, Obviously.
0: Well, I read the people and then I the point to you. <laughs> like if you need to punch somebody <laughs> that's always the joke isn't it it's you yeah. Stuart it's like depends whether you want to punch me in the not. <laughs>
1: is it good or bad <laughs> yeah but there was another thing but I've gone back to the staff at the race course as well there was a couple of things during the first hour where I had a couple of storeholders asking you know saying there's one there was a light bulb gone it made their corner really dark and there was something else as well well
0: that room you were in had no air conditioning yeah so they went and got fans and put them in there for them
1: yeah that's what i'm saying just Um, a lovely little room. you know where the uh was it not clockwork orange what were they called clockwork
0: square orange games
1: square orange sorry the games in the corner that area there all the lights have gone out at the top so they're plunged in darkness so i I went and told the guy within minutes he'd come out to go have a look he couldn't get the lights working however he got loads of uplighters Big lamps, and he awesome. just managed to put them all and got You know what I mean? It's just thinking that you know yeah. couldn't solve the problem, so I found a way around it. That's it. That's what you. That's what you can ask for.
0: That's it. I mean, we're at the risk of blowing smoke up our own ass. We're pretty good at organizing cons now. Yeah, um, we're pretty good at making them run smoothly. I've always sort of said, you know, if you didn't notice anything, I think we could possibly have done with a bit more signage but then it was difficult putting signage where people could see it. The most asked question was where were, we're the toilets. toilets? Which did have signage in the hotel, but it just it wasn't did. very clear.
1: And the, the real funny thing is, they're usually right next to the toilets where they ask that, because they were yeah. right by the reception desk.
0: But Yeah, or maybe we need a venue map. We didn't think we needed one, because it'd be in a smaller venue. Yeah, maybe we do. Yeah. But, but they are something we can work on. Um, so, yeah, should we should we do that one now? Or? We... oh yeah yeah absolutely should, should that we... was another thing that dampened the so, day wasn't it so yeah we had a falling out yeah um, I didn't notice we'd had a falling out
1: nor did I I missed that one
0: completely But, but there was we, apparently there was a rumour that me and Stuart had a
1: massive falling out on the day and um did we
0: basically I like a cuddle after we do it
1: yeah <laughs> and I wasn't
0: ready for a and cuddle and he wasn't I in just... the mood for a cuddle <laughs> <laughs> it just added friction <laughs> I think it's because, and it will come into something we talk about later, but you're stepping down as graphic designer for 2020. No, but, yeah, hang on a minute,
1: hang on a minute. This isn't a reason that, there was this re- that I had a, no. had a row, but the reason that I think, yeah. I was but I there.
0: think that added fuel to the rumour that we'd <laughs> had a falling out. <laughs> That's it.
1: Yeah, so I'm stepping down from graphic designer next year. Uh, this year, next year, for next year. Um,
0: yeah, let's get this... him in a legal loophole. <laughs>
1: <laughs> is this the official announcement. Uh, mainly because. And the only reason is because I want to focus on my Amzoot stuff and I want to focus on my art stuff.
0: Basically, he's an ungrateful little prick who wants to <laughs> look after
1: him. Yeah, I'm fed up with working for him. Now, I've been doing no. design work for I... Stuart for about 15, 16 years. And Since the films, what was that, 2003, 2003 I think yeah, you started doing like posters that. for that. And it's one of those things where now I'm starting to really get into my artwork and I've you know I've got to, start in starting maybe, perhaps get a bit of a name for myself, Basically, the thing
0: I feared the most is that people have found out how good you are. <laughs> <laughs> Stepping out of the shadow. No, because it's an amazing thing, because I made no secret of the fact that part of the reason for doing this was to build you up. Hmm. It's something Wiggy and I and Chantal as well have been working on. Is That's getting my you, wife, by the way. Yeah. Is getting and Chantal. Chantelle's uh... yeah. <laughs> <up. laughs> his legal wife. <laughs> um is getting you to put your work out there, yeah. which is why in the second year I tricked you into having two tables. <laughs> <laughs> or I didn't trick you, I just deliberately held back on two tables that had cancelled. And then told you later that it had actually happened. Yeah, That's it. Yeah. absolutely. Bastard. I said, I don't want two empty tables, can you just take one of them and put your stuff on it? That's like the
1: con equivalent of not taking contraception, you know that.
0: I basically conned you into conning. <laughs>
1: you conned me into conning. That's amazing. It was the con con. Not and and then amazing. I
0: booked a table at Nottingham under the pretense of it being a true believer's table. <laughs> yeah. I told you to bring a bit of your stuff just to make it look fuller. <laughs> I basically tricked you into... <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I fucking made you do it without consent. <laughs> you you raped me. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I'm the Kevin Spacey of cons. No. Oh, shit! No. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! 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 Whoa!
1: Whoa! So, uh, yeah, yeah. So he's his plan worked too well, and that's what I'm going to focus on next year. So, even though I will, I, so uh, I'm not stepping down from notes. I will still be a, a a signed up nerds who haunted themselves. I think it's beep beeping. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> How do I turn it off? It's new.
0: That dick pic number seven three.
1: Through... stop doing them, Stuart. Come on, sorry.
0: right here now. I
1: found I the magnifier it. on my photo. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you're and, still going to do the part. And I'm still going to be involved, absolutely. It's just the graphic design work that, um, that I won't be doing.
0: So, which I think added fuel to the rumour because I... Yeah, it must have been. I threw a thing out on Facebook just saying I've mislaid my graphic designer. Could anybody recommend any basic is, things for non-Mac thing? Then,
1: then we found out a few people messaged misses misses us and was Go like, and like... is, is the rumour true? Uh, <laughs> but No, the rumour is not true. <laughs> Absolutely not.
0: <laughs> this is just how we are.
1: Yeah. <laughs> as, you know, as Tony from Awesome Pod
0: said, we bicker. <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're like a married couple.
0: But no, I mean, you know, I'm I'm torn because I'm sad that, you know, we're not going to be working on it the way we have going into next year. But at the same time, I'm immensely proud and happy that you're going off and finally doing your fucking thing, which we'll talk about more in a bit, because you've been Mm. sitting on that for as long as I've known you, pretty much. Mm. I think since we were at school, you've always wanted to do it. Mm. It's been a few years now, and I think... And this year, he's finally losing his virginity. Uh, Absolutely, yeah. I,
1: it's like, I think these last four or five years I've had my confidence kind of slightly you know, raised just gently creep up a little bit. And last, uh, we had a, we launched, um, I, I got involved with make, doing a comic book, which I have mentioned in this one before, for a charity. And we launched that at True Believers, and that just made me realise if I don't do it now, I'm not going to do
0: it. So, is it strike where the iron's hot kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that is the other thing. Comics is the same as anything, you can be hot. Are not mm. quite quickly. It's easy for people to forget who you are sometimes. Yeah,
1: it's all. Yeah, it is. It's all about. And story. I don't mean that in a dick way. I mm. mean that
0: in a. If you, well, you look at some of the people we've seen come through with small price comics. If they've not hit that second issue within a year or so, mm.
1: for just the difficult they just issue,
0: disappear. Mm. They either give up or just people because don't this, care by the time it comes around. It's
1: bloody hard work. I mean, there's a lot involved. Oh, massively, yeah. You know, yeah. We were Especially for a properties, we you were talking about like you know between you know months and months and months of work, or a comic at least, months and months and months of work for something that will take somebody maybe five minutes to read. You know, and it's a lot of work. People don't realise there's a lot involved.
0: I think, to be fair, you're. So what we're talking about is the how to make comics with Springworth, right? Yeah. Um, so, which you launched at True Believers, and we'll talk a little bit more about it in a minute. But it's definitely more than a five-minute read because, well, yeah, okay. I sorry, mean, I read yeah, it in in six. <laughs> it's in the recycling bin now. Uh, so <laughs> but no, but it's it's very much an interactive thing. This that,
1: particular one, yeah, sorry, this particular one that um, I I was working on for um, I, I think it was nearly eight months now that I worked on it. Um, so this was this was a charity comic that had a lot of interaction with it. The idea was that it would go out in some packs that would end up in hospitals for children who spend a lot of time in hospitals. And it's, Which is um, Little Heroes, little Alan's little heroes, charity. Alan, Yeah, Little Heroes. And Don't say his name too many times, he appears. He does. <laughs> like Beetlejuice. <laughs> and um, they... Uh, yeah, so, so it, it helps them... You, like forget about the broad reason they're in hospital I suppose and is to keep them and um, keep them occupied. It's a great idea, it's a lovely idea. It's completely non profit. So um so I dedicated my t- I volunteered my time. Um I didn't get paid for it. And I did. Did you? <laughs> You're my pimp. And uh, Tony
0: sorry Tony I'll take money from a charity, <laughs> I'm not proud.
1: Uh, Tony from the awesome podcast, he wrote it and he also volunteered his time as well. I bloody hope he did, because if he got paid for it, that that'd be fucking <laughs> annoying. No,
0: I know that he didn't. And I'll message him and ask him.
1: <laughs> and um, so, uh, yeah, um, but it's yeah, it took a, yeah, okay, it's not a five-minute read, because there's a lot of interactivity there. So you've got, like, it starts off with a bit of a story, then you turn over, and then you've, you've got an interactive puzzle. Um, like, the first page is you've got to design the costume of the, the main superhero character, and it goes on like that. And it is available from all good bookshops. And um, some bad ones,
0: probably, and it? a couple
1: of bad ones. Yeah, uh, I know you can. It's available. Uh, I'm going to plug myself now.
0: Hello, um. <laughs> it's not Yeah, uh,
1: it's on Amazon, and it's also on uh, in, in Waterstones as well, or at least on the website. I don't think they've got them in stores just yet.
0: Yes, because you've J R Hartley yourself, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs>
1: so uh, we, i I got a load of copies anyway, but I did buy one on on uh, from Waterstones just so I can go in and pick it up and I asked the lady who thought I was a bit odd I said "Look, you know, do you mind if I take a photograph of you giving me that book and she looked a bit shocked why? because I was involved in this project and I wanted to show that I got it from Waterstones so she was lovely and she did and I took, yeah, I took a photograph of it a bit odd yeah J.R. Hartlid myself
0: but so then, uh, then you left and she turned to her colleague she's like that nah, fucking I yeah. thought he was involved in that Springworth <laughs> thing <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, that was great fun. Um. So yeah, so how how did the launch go? The launch was great. I think. Well, because like, you have that weird thing is you're there, you get to celebrate the success of true believers. Mm-hmm. You get to celebrate the success of your zoo table. Yeah, and you also had the Springworth thing. Yeah, so you were like getting.
1: I was, I was like being triple timed. Yeah, it was great. It's like a like a mini orgy of <laughs> successfulness um yeah it, it was great uh i mean i was because i was working the event and i was mainly in the in the panel room not panel room so the um what, they, what do we call it the garden thing it's the garden name is what
0: it's called but it was well, sort of our little shops. creative hub
1: yeah the creative hub i was there most of the time so i couldn't really see uh but my wife and my my friend craig hi craig uh, went behind my table, which was also right opposite Aaron and the where they were launching the Little Heroes comic, the um, Stringworth comic. So I didn't really find that afterwards until I got a bit of feedback from them. But I've heard it went very well, and I, it was quite nice to see a lot of kids walking around with the comic, you know. Yeah. And there was a few people, I did see a few people scribbling in it. This is shit. <laughs> <laughs> Just drawing dicks. I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was so proud. Um, John Tucker had a copy then. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: um just slightly, did you get, get your did you get John Tucker to draw your death?
0: No, I wanted to. It mm-hmm. was on my to do list and I just never got a chance to stop there to I did. My, uh, it was uh, weird, as relaxed as it was on the day there was still so much I missed that I wanted to do. It's like uh, I wanted to get um Milford Green. Mm. Oh yeah yeah. I went to his table sort of towards the end of the day, I was like, Yeah, I saw that ages ago. Because <laughs> he'd packed up. <laughs> Yeah, because I remember there was the one guy, one cosplayer, sorry, we'll
1: go back in a sec. One cosplayer was dressing up as the um, the Wasp Predator, wasn't he? Yes. And I'm a massive Predator fan, and he came in and I saw him, and he asked me where he can get changed, and I had with the boxes, and I was really excited, and I said to him, oh, I can't wait, You know, I can't wait to see you dressed up. Can I get my photograph He said, Yeah, no problem, no problem. And that's the last time I saw him for the entire day. I didn't
0: see him in costume. Which is weird, because he mostly hung around the he area did, you were in. All and place. I just
1: didn't see him. Bizarre. Probably hid from me. Oh, like, no, actually, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute, he's a predator. So we would have gone on camouflaged. He would have. Yeah, you look.
0: He was one ugly motherfucker. <laughs> um, Want some candy? Speaking of John Tucker, then, because I put a shout-out on my Facebook and we had a couple of questions. So, a question from John Tucker. Where does Troubly was 2019, an event that happened less than three weeks ago, now feel as though it happened forever ago? Uh, he looks at photos of himself at the event and feels as though he's looking at photos from the end of The Shining. Uh, why is that? Do you experience this? Uh, it's wibbly wobbly timey wimey. Oh, I hate that I said that. Oh, I'm sorry. He, he looks, reminds me of photographs at the end of The Shining. Was he all frozen? No, at the end of The Shining, the New Year's picture. Oh, I see. In the frame, and then Jack Nicholson's in it. But he shouldn't be, because it was 1930- 1930. Oh, clever. It wasn't in, in the middle of the field outside the venue with an axe. For I instance. think it's like a Hotel California thing. You check in, but you never leave. Mm. Or check out, but you never leave. Um,
1: you can check out any time you like, but you can never
0: leave. When I did the first mailer after the event, I was kind of like, it was only a week ago, but it feels like six months. Mm. It is that weird con thing, isn't it? I think they sort of talked about it on the Awesome Pod as well is that you sort of get that bubble of it so much compact in such a small space of time mm. that and anything it afterwards well. just feels massively stretched.
1: I think it's a bit more for us as well, because we actually, for, for, for the first time, we made a complete weekend of it, or you made a complete weekend of it. I did two days of it. And we stayed over the night before, which is the
0: first time we've done that. Which was fantastic. Yeah. Um, oh, it's
1: great. Oh, the night before was amazing.
0: I think that was one of the best meals. I mean, we've had some great meals with the guests and that, but I think that was one of the best ones. Uh, it was nice as well because I was actually sat in the middle of the table once so I could join in conversation. Yeah. So I had an th- amazing time with Michael Robertson just talking, yeah. and shit.
1: Oh, yeah. We, we have a tradition when the night before me and Stuart will go out with some of the artists because the artists are always staying in hotels. So and we all put our and, keys in a bowl. And...
0: That's it, yeah. And um, we drive each other's cars. It's... <laughs> <laughs>
1: I do not know what you did there uh, yeah it's, it's great because it's like you're sat there there was one minute where I, I was sat there talking to Dylan Teague and, and Mike and um, and Jeff Senior and they were all talking about working with Marvel and whatever And I'm Mike told some
0: amazing stories his story about the creation of Gambit which is not our story to repeat
1: oh, yeah. oh yeah yeah this is like you know talk about big drops. It's like super. Over. It's
0: like you know I'd not considered you know faxing being such it's a key part.
1: It's one of those things where I would you know because I think because I want to know how much input I I don't know I've never worked for a big you know for Marvel or DC or anything like that. I want to know. Well, if you if you, you say you know. What input are you given? Because you, you know you're saying we've got this character. What input are you given to do that, that, this character? You know, and
0: that's it. Because you were like, did they send you through a yeah. sheet? Uh, for instance, he's, what got he's got he's got the like
1: pink or... headband on, yeah, it, isn't he? I mean, whose idea was that? You know, really interesting little things like this. You know, and and yeah, so he told us a story about that, and it was just great. It was just a really interesting story, you know. And um, so at, the, at that time, I was in a I was in a four-way. I was. Well, I just awesome had this weird surreal moment
0: where I sat there, and I was like, yeah. the awesome pod guys are there, you had um, Rachel Ball sat pretty much opposite me, Jeff Senior, Mike, Dylan, mm. you, uh, Michael Robertson sat right next to me, so we were talking comics, so I've got a couple of comics he recommended that I need, to, mm. I need to get Huck by Mark Miller, I'm not a big Mark Miller fan, but he said I'd really like it being a Superman fan, so yeah. I need to pick up a copy of that
1: yeah i was asking Jesse was telling me all about how he came up with Deathhead head and the fact that i didn't realize that I, obviously I'm, i've said before i don't read a lot of comics do you know Deathhead head started off as a bench for for transformers
0: yes i didn't know that only i Deathhead one of those characters that i remember him being in the marvel uk stuff mm. but he wasn't Deathhead head wasn't the primary reason i was buying marvel mm. uk stuff at the time it was either he was in Transformers either as a backup story or whatever or there wasn't a Transformers or Action Force comic at the time mm. in the newsagent so I bought whatever Marvel UK one they had and mm. that's how I found Death Head and then that sort of thing so I'd sort of read up a little bit after we'd invited Jeff Senior yeah or before we invited Jeff Senior because I
1: you want something to talk, to talk to him about
0: it. As, as it probably you know shatters all illusions for people but I'm not familiar with all of the work of all the people we invite. Some people have to Google them and, you know, find out who they are. Um. So, yeah, I always do a Google check. Plus, I usually write a blurb about them. Mm. So I like to try and get my shit straight.
1: One thing I heard talking about when I was talking to Laura Howell, actually, you know, talking to her about that like character, because she draws many of the minks, she was mentioning about how many of the minks was changed throughout the years. So I asked her afterwards. i didn't bring that drawn, that drawn talk. I remember me and the Minx um, being butt-toothed. But she had two teeth and she butt-toothed.
0: Yes, you're right.
1: But being able to stop that a year ago. Oh. Yeah, they changed it because of probably political reasons, I think. And that was really interesting. So yeah. she had to learn how to redraw her in another way.
0: So we went massively off question. <laughs> oh, sorry, what was the question? Well, well, no, it was kind of in it because we sort of have a weekend of it. But yeah, it was... Um... Do we experience that? So, yeah, we do. Yeah, that's question. So, waking up the next day, I was kind of like, shit, that felt like ages ago. So yeah. I was like, actually, I've got to go load all that crap back in my car. I was saying
1: now. that my freaking body told me it was yesterday. I, bloody oh, yeah,
0: I felt like I'd been hit by fucking 20 blokes with baseball bats. Yeah. I felt the same as I did when I fell down the stairs just after Christmas. <laughs> um, Why it is, like I said, I think it's because you pack so much into a day. Hmm. And you see so many people have so many moments.
1: Yeah, and then it's all over social media as well,
0: and everyone's talking about it in past tense, I suppose, isn't it? And you're trying to, yeah, this you become detached from it a little bit. Yeah, I think. you do. Um, but yeah, I think I think it's a sign that you had a really good time as well. Yeah. In my experience, the things I've enjoyed the most always feel like the furthest away. Whereas the things that I was like, "Oh, that was really annoyingly shit." Once that emotion comes back up, it's like I it was like ten years ago, but it feels like yesterday. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just that weird way your body likes to distance you from good things. <laughs> so you enjoyed you that. And and push that right. <laughs>
1: You like teas, I'm going to make you dairy intolerant.
0: Um, but also on the troops thing, uh, Dan Butcher asked. I'm
1: Hi Dan.
2: Done.
0: Nice. Ooh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what Vince is after when he does the Stay Awesome thing. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Um, <laughs> uh, did you pick up any comics at the event that really popped for you? I picked up some Funko Pops. That really- no, I didn't. <laughs> Didn't have many of that. That was one of the complaints. We didn't have much merchandise. Well, I'm sorry, but that's a great complaint. That's a complaint you should put on the poster. It is a, it is a great complaint. It's a valid complaint as well, because we could maybe done with a, one more table of merch. That, that would be. That would be a great
1: um at least <laughs> this, line from the poster. This Comic-Con
0: had too many comics. Yeah, this Comic-Con did not have enough Funkos. Generally, one of them pretty much was worded that there was too much comics.
1: Yeah. Yeah, words, yeah, yeah, was. Yeah, sorry, too many comics. Brilliant. No. Thank you very much. So, we'll Thank take you for it. your compliments.
0: <laughs> There were too many comics Lavender love Andrew Lee Pops. <laughs> 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 Pam Rose, that.
1: Lots of Death Andrew Lee Pops. Uh,
0: yeah, did you pick up any comics at the event that really popped for you?
1: Um, I, I didn't buy it. No, not comics. However, I'll tell you what I bought and I love. Oh, I bought um, Prolix's newest sketchbook.
0: So did I. It's great. It is. I didn't. I thought I already had a round the block with Prolix, mm. thinking it had launched at the summer event, and it didn't. It launched at Nottingham. I was like, fuck. But now I've got something to buy from him next time I see him. Yeah. Uh, I bought and have read so far um, Awesome Comics issue 4. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a bit of shit to be honest. A murder house in it is terrible. That's a joke for those three. They'll get it. <laughs> um, no, which I messaged them afterwards. I thought it was fantastic. Um, have you read Awesome Comics? Not the latest one now. Mm. Sorry, guys. Have you read the others? So you know what it is. I'm aware of it. I'm not cracking.
1: Is that? <laughs> is about a giant Do you really want to work? With?
0: See, you're lucky you can draw. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be blacklisted. As Sorry, as well. guys. Uh, yeah, no, I bought that, which yeah, I really enjoyed. Yeah, like I bought. I um, that's very true. Mm. I bought um, Daryl Thorpe's dojo art book. Which was, I just was, showed to what you. I was
1: looking at it's awesome.
0: Which is lovely. I love yeah. I love Darryl's work. I love Daryl as well. He's amazing. But lovely not paper, not too. not you, you know. Yeah. Ah, oh, okay, I love you. Um, John Tucker's Plan A and Plan B. Which I
1: didn't... I freaking didn't pick that up. I actually went to see John as well and I didn't pick that up. I'm good.
0: I absolutely loved it. It's superb. Do you know how it works? It's a flip book.
1: Don't they join in the middle? Yes. Have you got it, Andy? Can I have a quick look? I've got
0: talk? it in a... It's in a... He's put it in the bin, John. <laughs> I was like... You know, like in that third film in the Desperado trilogy... Where Johnny Depp eats the meal and then goes in the kitchen and kills the chef so nobody else can enjoy a meal or buy him because he enjoyed it so much.
1: Hang on, there's three Desperado movies? Yeah,
0: there's El Mariachi, Desperado and Once Upon a Time in Mexico.
1: I never knew that that the third one was a Desperado movie.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, there's Antonio Banderas in it. Yeah. I didn't know that. I'll go and watch it.
0: I learned you something. Mm. Um, yeah, no. Plan A and Plan B is superb. Um, they sort of talked about it on the Awesome Pod... I read it Plan A first, then Plan B, hmm. and it, I think it works better that way, but then if I'd read Plan B first, then Plan A... Hmm. You would have got a different sense of... That. Yeah, because there's an element in Plan B that is a potential spoiler for Plan A. Oh, interesting.
1: Is there a spoiler Plan A to Plan B,
0: or does it not work that way? Uh, no, it doesn't work that way, because I generally couldn't see, didn't see it coming how they were connected. Possibly if I was smarter I would have realised, but sounds really clever. But it is a superb it's wonderfully funny in that. Mm-hmm. Bit like the um one about gangs in class. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with with the gangs today thing, they just all with their knobs.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert.
0: But that's an older book. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I highly recommend plan A, Plan B. Um, awesome anthology I highly recommend getting. Anything by Daryl Forb I recommend getting. Uh, He's Forb Online. I picked up the Lorenzo's Third Sketchbook. Hi Lorenzo. Um, And I got Apollo from Mike Collins. Uh, And I got a couple of other bits. What else did I get? I got issue 4 or 5 of Beast Hunting Battle Badgers. Mm -hmm. um, Which I've not had a chance to read yet. It's on my to-read list. Um, but yeah, um, I was very tempted by some of Nick Prolix's Nick pages.
1: Oh, he had some original art, didn't
0: he? Yeah, Sarah Harris bought a couple. I was like, I really want to buy them, but they just sit in a folder for now, and I kind of feel like they should go to somebody who's going to put them up on the wall.
1: Do you know, I'm racking my brains to what I bought, and it did my head in. Somehow I dropped 50 quid,
0: and I can't remember what I bought. Heroin.
1: Yeah, possibly. It's probably <laughs> I can't remember buying it. Oh, fuck.
0: Oh, we've got a load of questions from uh, Steph. Ahead. What's next? Have <laughs> we given up on what you bought? No, I can't remember. I'll come back to it if I remember. I saw the Jessica Fletcher picture from. Um... Well, I guess I've forgotten his name. Anyway, that sold.
1: Hmm.
0: It's like 60 quid. Jessica in Fletcher. Where's your own?
1: Who'd did you do that?
0: Um, hang on. Were we there? Were we there at the event? We were there at the event. He liked to tweet recently, sort of. That's really annoying. It's just gone completely from my head, his name. <laughs> isn't that bad when that happens? Uh, Charles Raymond. Oh, okay.
1: I bought um, one of the Word for Word Bubble comics.
0: Oh, did you? I did, yeah leave um, it at that then huh?
1: <laughs> so leave it at that then no no I'm just trying to think what else I bought shit me at 50 quid though
0: it's easily done
1: I didn't even buy any food
0: I spent a small fortune uh, Sarah Harris gave me a book the uh, Downset Fight because she had two copies of it mm. so I-, I swapped it for a mug sucker <laughs> <laughs> Um, and yeah. I always mean to buy more original art. Because mm. that's my whole thing about loving seeing comic artists is that you can get an original piece and I just never get a chance. <laughs> um, but yeah, right. So, a couple of True Believers related questions. We sort of covered one already. Uh, what do we think of the new venue? we it. said that. We've covered that. Loved it. Uh, how would we like to see Troops going forward? At its own pace. Yeah. Um, I, I don't want to rush it again. I want it to.
1: With more Robocop cosplayers, please.
0: Or at least a Benny from Crossroads. Yeah. Given the connection. Uh, or, was there anything we changed on the day? Uh, did you do a faux pas in front of a guest? Not as bad as the first year when I asked Lee Garbett if he was Lisa. <laughs> Uh, Lee Townsend sorry <laughs> that was awkward I just had a massive brain melt uh, would we try walking through custard not again and apparently slug on a quad bike needs some comic that was that oh yeah did you for.
1: did a slug on a quad bike didn't you
0: I did and then Dave Gorman replied to my tweet did he yeah Saying it was nothing to do with Because <laughs> <laughs> what had happened is she'd gone to see Dave Gorman live in mm-hmm. Bristol and then came out of it and said the slug on a quad bike she found really funny and asked me if I could draw it.
1: And then Dave Gorman said it was never to do with it.
0: And th- Well, then I tweeted it saying, um not sure the context, but my friend came out of the Dave Gorman thing in Bristol asking me to draw this. And then he replied, saying that he thinks it was more to do with whoever the support must have been.
1: Oh, I see.
0: So, So the best
1: bit of the Dave Gorman show was the the support act. Great.
0: I don't think it was the best bit. I think it was the bit she uh, Hmm. captured her imagination. You know, like how tiny things capture your imagination? Like my penis? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Say it before anyone else does. Yeah, so anyway, uh, anything we would change on the day?
1: There's, Um, There's things need tweaking.
0: The, oh, yeah, yeah, we've we discussed plan all that.
1: Yeah, um,
0: and I didn't do any faux pas in front of a guest.
1: But you change that, you you'd do some.
0: Yeah, I do. Well, no, the second part of the question was, did you do a faux pas in front of a guest? Oh. Is that um,
1: worth a fart?
0: No, it's make a mistake for posh people. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, no. no. Also, we've already discussed things that we would
0: change. Um. Yeah. yeah. Uh, would you try walking on custard? I'm not a fan of custards, so probably not. I used to like bananas and custards when I was a kid. Have you ever walked on it? You'd slip, wouldn't you? You probably would. I wouldn't, because it probably involves taking shoes off,
1: and I don't do that. Uh,
0: apparently, she sat watching cakes while sending all these. Watching cakes? Yeah, I think she's baking.
1: Oh, right. I like cake.
0: Uh, all right. Unrelated question, but then we've done all of Steph's questions. Okay. Uh, if you can conf- confine yourself to a comic universe, which would it be? Oh, that's a good question.
1: A comic universe.
0: Go on, YouTube. while well, I'm
1: thinking about it. You, have,
0: you have Damn a... it, I was hoping you'd go while I think about it. Damn it. Um, so I think we've lots of judge dread. But then I'd probably die, wouldn't I? You probably would. See, this is my thing, because my obvious thing is to kind of be like Metropolis. I want to be someone with lots and lots of robots. But DC Universe, but then, you know, I'd probably die when Doomsday yeah. attacked. Or... Gotham. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't survive in Gotham. No. Uh,
1: I don't know, because you'd just end up being a fanboy. Oh, look, look, there's like duck Octopus, is he?
0: There's just something, being a massive Superman fan, growing up in a world where there's a, a newspaper as honest as the Daily Planet. And
1: mm,
0: yeah. The prospect that you could be walking to work and see Superman fly overhead, although I imagine it becomes such a common occurrence that nobody would care anymore, but
1: I would like to be in a world where robots are commonplace. There's another part of me is kind of like the Bone Universe. I was thinking the Bone Universe as well with the super stupid, stupid rat creatures. Yeah, just, but I, would but, it be as beautiful as drawn?
0: Like, yeah, I'd I'd like to think I, if I'm living in that universe, I'll live. You know, I will survive the Bone adventure. To go on an adventure like Bone goes on would be amazing. <gasps> Asterix. That would be amazing. You'd eat wild boar and
1: drink special potion and get really strong.
0: Beat the shit out of Romans. Yeah. Aspects in Britain was probably the first graphic novel I bought. Cause mm. It wasn't a comic, but it was a comic book kind of thing. I reread the shit out of that. I had a small edition. Mm. It wasn't one of the big oversized. I've heard ones. you have a small edition. I do have a small edition. Mm. It's not the size, it's the font you use. (laughs) Yours is
1: fun stuff, bold or something like that. (laughs) Comic sounds. It's really inappropriate. (laughs) For everything.
0: it's that one that's all squares. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think we've... Should we settle on a universe?
1: Yeah. um, If If, if if I'm going to survive... quite a good question. It it, it would take a bit of involvement. I mean... Yeah, you wouldn't. There's a lot of dangerous universes, comic universes
0: out there. Well, I suppose. You just sort of. It becomes a natural thing, doesn't mm. it? The same as the universe we live in is pretty dangerous if you think about it, but. At least there's. Yeah. You just don't have a superhero smashing through your wall.
1: <laughs> I would. Okay, I would want to be somewhat futuristic. Um, with robots
0: and flying cars. So Mega City 1.
1: Yeah, but then. Yeah
0: bigger city one there you but go. without getting shot by Judge Dredd because you walked across With the road in the wrong place yeah, exactly. or you accidentally dropped a piece of rubbish from your pocket
1: yeah I mean, and some kind of immunity would be awesome please thank you uh,
0: yeah or a Terry Moore universe mm. the women are stunning in a Terry Moore that sounds horrible but you know what I mean there's just something nice about a Terry if we Moore. can
1: extend it slightly to books in general I'd love to visit Hank Maulpork. Um, Discord. Because, I, I mean, that's just great. That's the way he describes it. To be it's fair, awesome.
0: there's no comic book universe more dangerous than Calvert Cove from Murder she Wrote. <laughs> <laughs> With such a small population, so many people there die. Yeah. Or are murderers. Or, or Midsummer Murders. Yeah, how many fucking villages does that place have. Yeah. The wife watches it, and it's like you never see the same character twice unless they like, working wanna, with the police or like, their would family. Would you ever want to spend a Christmas in Albert Square? No. Yeah,
1: exactly. Because you either get I killed spend an or Easter divorced there. Or...
0: <laughs> to be honest, I wouldn't want to spend Father's Day there. <laughs> right, next. Right, so that's that question. Anyway, so we've sort of talked about Springworth, so that sort of brings us on to... We've got a couple more questions. Should we do the questions and get them out of the way and then come move on to our things? let a questions, yeah. OK. Uh, are the various... From Andrew Stevens, he sent in two. Greedy bastard. Although Steph sent, like, six. So. <laughs> uh, are the various TV shows and cinematic universes overshadowing their comic book roots? And if yes, how do you feel about it? Interesting. Overshadowing. I don't think they are. I think, well... They are, but not for the comic fans.
1: Yeah, I think
0: if you said Iron Man to... The majority of people would think Robert Downey Jr. before...
1: I'd think Ted Hughes. Fair enough. (laughs) Uh, Although that was called the Iron Giant in America. Yes. Uh, Yeah, I, I absolutely think that as well. Um a lot of people were introduced.
0: So, no, I would say I would say I mean to be fair, I got into comics partly through Tim Burton's Batman. And I got caught in that perfect storm of Superman of the Return of Superman after Doomsday. Mm. Lois and Clark starting on telly and the Dirt mags radio shows. So it was sort of a multimedia thing for me. Getting Slot, into Superman.
1: Sorry, very slight tangent. Have you seen uh, uh, Will Arnett's version of Michael Keaton? No. His impression of Michael Keaton. No, I Look don't. That's it. so. fantastic. Okay, brilliant. Sorry, anyway, carry on. Um, I don't think it's a bad thing at all. I think there is. I think people have been introduced because of it, but I don't know about overshadowing.
0: I don't think people are introduced in the same way we were. I genuinely think, and I've said it before. If the comic book company was smart, they'd release a line of comics separate to the comics continuity that is set in the Marvel Cinematic Universe.
1: Haven't they done that, though? Because they brought Not... out the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. ones. and Well, Star Wars have done that.
0: But that was in... Star Wars is a different beast. Um, that The my, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. one, I believe, was in the Marvel continuity of the comic. Right. I'm talking about... You come out of... Avengers Assemble. Oh, see, and then you've got MCU. And comics. Then you've got MCU comics that plug in the gaps mm. with everything that happens up to the next film. So right. Iron Man 3, Winter Soldier,
1: yeah.
0: Kind of thing. Which is
1: ironic. They then become comics based on the movies
0: about comics. But it introduces people to comics yeah. in a different way, and then people from those comics are kind of like these are kinda of cool. Mm. I'm gonna see. I also think that Panini do a great thing I noticed in Tesco's today. I like paninis. They um there's an essential Captain Marvel nine ninety nine prestige comic thing. Like a Panini book that's got like seven I key really issues in that it. Today. You're really not focused. Sorry. I was always talking about Panini. <laughs> that's that's no, yours, isn't it it's the last one? No, it's
1: yours. Thank you. Um oh, He loves me.
0: I I think there should be more things like that, but I also think that nine ninety nine is still a bit steep for people who are a casual you know casually curious about comics Mm. to stump up in one go I think you want like a three four pound digest but then that's probably a loss leader but I think if you had comics I always when I used to play fantasy comic book world builder in movies my dream would have been you have the movies TV and animated series that plug the gaps in the middle and comics that tie into it too. So you've got three platforms all merging to build one massive universe which is kind of what they tried to do with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. a little bit. Yeah. Before sort of deciding that it was way too complicated. Yeah but there wasn't going to be... So it was easier to have them run it... off on their separate thing. Yeah. Although Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. did stay a bit truer to it to a degree
1: but then if yeah you'd have to do it that way because it would get too expensive to keep making all the, all the cameos from the movie people from the movie characters wouldn't it
0: yeah mm. but but no that's the way I'd do it with the comics and like you used to get it with Batman Begins and Superman Returns they used to do prequel comics and I think they did it with the Brian Reynolds Greenlander movie as well and mm but they weren't really aimed at hitting people outside of comic shops. I mean, the perfect thing to do would be to send, like, I don't know, a thousand free comics to cinemas to give away with every person who buys a ticket to Avengers Endgame. Hmm. That sort of gives you enough of a taste into this.
1: Yeah, I know...
0: Do you see what I'm saying?
1: People have had a similar idea though. I mean, for instance, whenever the Cheltenham Cinema and uh, host a big usually the premiere night, they always get Proud Lion along, don't they? And so Proud Lion will sell their comics.
0: But that's not in the foyer. Marvel saying No, it's not we've got, a, no. we've got a big movie coming out, let's do a comic that ties into it to maybe that's get the cinema taken off their own back. I think part of the problem certainly with Marvel is they're making so much money from the movies that the comics don't really matter to them anymore. Oh. They're sort of a thing they do because they know they get so much flack if they've got rid of them. And if yeah, but if it got to the point where they had to kill the comics and just keep it on TV and film, it's not their priority. It wouldn't mm. crush them. That's sad, isn't it? Is my opinion. So, yes, in some ways, I think it is overshadowing the comics. I don't think they're doing the thing that people expected. That people would be like, people are going to love Iron Man so much they're naturally going to go seek out the comics Mm -hmm. because the other problem is is you get places like HMV that sell the graphic novels but then they charge like 20-30 quid for them and that's too much for a casual curious comic fan you want nice cheap almost pulply made on newsprint paper books that are like between 5 and 10 quid depending on the size that really get people Mm. diving into the world of comics that's how you're going to engage them, with comics I fell in love with comics not because I saw Tim Burton's Batman Tim Burton's Batman made me curious about comics but I fell in love with comics because I loved the look, the smell the art, the writing
1: Michael Keaton made you curious I've always always
0: been Michael Keaton curious that's why I watched Pacific Heights Mm. that's why I saw more Michael Keaton films than I probably should have done and if you too have been affected by being... Be <laughs> um, but no, in, that's the way it should work for me. But then also when I bought comics, they were like 50p each. But I also don't think we do enough to target kids at a young age to get into comics like when we were young. Because you did have the Marvel weeklies, mm. the UK editions... Which were the comics we got Your dad would buy the paper And a comic for you from the newsagents My
1: dad didn't Might.
0: You said Commander comics? Well, Commando comics, comics I used to read them Commando Comics were great Because they were one issue self contained stories mm. They weren't kind of like Be here next week for, to find out what happens To you. Yeah or, um, G.I. Presley, or where
1: they mentioned something at the bottom,
0: a little asterisk editor's note that said, I love the, the editor's go, note,
1: as, uh, yeah, but that would mean you have to go out and buy another bloody comic. But that was the about. great
0: thing because those editor notes were kind of like, Hey, this isn't essential, mm-hmm. but this thing that Superman is referring to happened in Action Comics number 605. Mm-hmm. If you want to check it out, it's there, it's on I've eBay. I've told you about a lot it. Of money. Well, it wasn't even eBay at the, in the mm-hmm. day, you had to go to your comic shop and go, go through the back issue racks i miss back issues but yeah that was the great thing about the editor's note was that's how you fell down the rabbit hole it wasn't kind of like a oh shit man we've left you on a real cliffhanger you're gonna need to buy these 12 issues to get the full story (laughs) because you get a little piece of it in this issue of catwoman then you get a little piece of it in this issue of robin then you get another little piece of it and it was kind of like hey if you want to check it out clark did this for lois in this issue Mm. And it was so much more casual about it. It wasn't the hard sell, which I think is what alienates a lot of people from comics now. Which is something I'll be talking about in the mailer at some point. Fun story. Um, and the other question from Andrew. Do I think we answered that? We answered that. Yes, we answered that one. Yes. Someone, I don't know, I, I lost concentration. <laughs> I just let you get on with it. Comics connected to movies should run separate to them because yeah. that was the other thing is you had like oh, off again. Smallville was popular, so they retconned Lex Luthor so that he was grew up with Clark Kent in Smallville in the comics, which Did made they? everybody that had read the comics be kind of uh, no Lex Luthor was like fifty years old when Superman first appeared in Metropolis. We're calling it bullshit, and then they quietly swept it under the rug at some point. But yeah, you shouldn't change existing continuity to fit into what's popular in other media. Anyway, I've killed Andy this is why he's taken a year off (laughs) are you feeling about committing to the podcast now (laughs) (laughs) I didn't sign anything did I no but you said it on tape damn it (laughs) because we record this on tape yeah (laughs) right um, another one from Andrew Stevens then also name three comic stories you'd love to see on the big screen TV screen Uh, for him it'd be Marvel's Kingdom Come and Why The Last Man which Sarah Harris pointed out why The Last Man is coming to TV
2: Mm -hmm.
0: not sure I find now I look more at things and think I used to read a comic like I'd read Sleeper and be like this would make an awesome movie and now I tend to look at movies and be like that would have made an awesome comic (laughs) or I'll read a book and instead of thinking I'd love to see this Jack Reacher book as a film I'm kind of like I'd love to see this Jack Reacher book as a comic it worked really well (laughs) But, um, yeah, I'd like to see the Death of Superman, Funeral for a Friend, and Reign of the Supermen, Return of Superman done properly.
1: Oh, yeah, as opposed to the bolted on the end of.
0: Yeah, Batman v Superman, the Batman v. or Superman. the latest two animated movies that miss out the key fucking section, which is Funeral for a Friend. Oh, you got them now, just looking at them. I think yeah. they're good. Yeah. Mm. Mm. No, cuz they do that thing where they shoehorn in Batman and other justice league characters. Oh, okay. There, there's a really annoying thing where Superman is late to the Doomsday fight because he's on a date with Lois. Which isn't fucking Superman. Mm. But it was kind of like and you got Batman fighting Doomsday and it's like, Bat, I, "I love Batman, but he'd be dead." <laughs> Superman, Batman fights
1: Doomsday. Yeah. Does yeah. that, awesome? that work?
0: Mm, cuz he's Batman. Mm. It's like the uh, Harry Should Have Ended battle. Because <laughs> I'm Batman. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I'd like to see that story arc done well on something. Mm. That's something I always thought would work well in a Superman TV series. Because it's episodic in its nature, so it needs to be TV rather than a movie. A movie would rush it and miss the key stuff, because it would deem it the quieter moments that it doesn't need. Uh, I always thought Bone would make a great TV series. Yeah, the, yeah, I was,
1: that was my default when it was, was animated. Yeah, animated. Yeah, definitely animated.
0: Thing. It'd be fantastic. Or stop motion. It'd be beautiful. as stop motion.
1: Uh, yeah, it would be.
0: It'd be weird, mm. but I think if they did it right,
1: I w- I would have said if you'd asked me that last year, I would have said Ultimate Spider-Man. But they basically did that with Spider-Verse
0: anyway, and that was the thing. I've seen Spider-Verse now, so. Oh, yeah. Stunning. Absolutely amazing. Um,
1: yeah, I'd like to see...
0: I was going to say Judge Dredd done well, but Dredd is a good film.
2: Mm.
1: Judge Dread's very, very good.
0: But I'd like to see like another big budget Judge Dredd. I'd mm. like to see Dread with the budget of the Stallone film. Yeah. Or, you know, the modern equivalent of... Double worry. So you do get the massive all-encompassing mm. Mega City one kind of thing. Um, yeah, and I've always wanted to see Nightfall done. I'm amazed, given everybody's hard-on for Batman, that they've redone Death of Superman, but not retouched. Not ever done an adaption of Nightfall mm. in the animated movies. Um, and there's a Constantine storyline. I can't remember which one it is. But it's the one with JFK in it. That would be great as a mm. TV series or movie. Um, so, yeah. We've answered that.
1: Yeah, we answered that one next.
0: Cracking. Uh, that is it, question-wise. So we can go back to my agenda. Uh, you have an agenda? I have an agenda. Right. What are we up to next? So you are riding high on Springworth.
1: Oh, it's on me. Oh, right, okay. I'm okay,
0: stepping out of my immense shadow. Yeah, immense
1: shadow. You said that, not me. Uh, yeah. So, um, right. I, I well, um, I've always so I have another little project lined up, but at the moment I'm having a bit of a break. Uh, just, just I'm having a break drawing to do some drawing, which is great.
0: Um, which we'll, I do like that joke. Or. All artists do that. It's like taking a break from drawing to do some
1: drawing. It's like uh, Craig, for instance, sometimes he doesn't go to live drawing to do some drawing. It's like, where is he? He's not live drawing today, he's too busy
0: drawing. But there's two types of drawing there's drawing with an agenda, and there's drawing.
1: Yeah, there you go, absolutely. Um, And uh, so, my my next project, I'm not going to go into too many details, but it's something we discussed earlier, something I've always wanted to do. Um, Now, I do not. Big shock horror! I'm not a great comic book reader,
0: and that's like the fourth time you said that. Yeah, I know,
1: because I want to hit a home, so people don't bloody invite me to do comic uh, quizzes all about bloody comics again. And look what that got, got us!
0: That was brutal. That quiz! Oh my god! Yeah, if you missed that in between series, we were on an episode of the Awesome Pod. Yeah. For we'll, their uh, For their amusement, big, big nerdy quiz of the year. Yeah, just so they could bloody cut us down. We did all right on Sun.
1: The only question that I got right was one about bloody music. Had nothing to do with no, comics. Cop-
0: I won the Robocop ones. Yeah, yeah, you, you did. Like you know, show off your spin doctors, love. Yeah, love the spin doctors. Did the theme to Spin City, the Michael J. Fox TV series from the nineties. Did they? I yeah. didn't you know that. Fun story.
1: Mm. Um, so I can't remember what I was talking about now. Your um, next project. So my next project. You can't is, yeah, too much details on. I can't remember the story of a details. plucky
0: fat guy who runs a comic con. <laughs> And
1: the small nerd who was in a shadow <laughs> and then escaped. And,
0: and the poor abused dragon <laughs> with Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> it's called The Worm That Turned.
1: Uh, so I, I of <laughs> your sex tape. <laughs> uh, so something I've always wanted to do, I find that my natural art style would rather fit something like a children's book other than a comic book. So something I've always wanted to do, something with... Big splash pages and, and that kind of thing and, and rhyming text. So that is my next project. And um,
0: have you heard this week's awesome pod?
1: Yes, I have. Yeah,
0: yes, I guess that's what Tony was making reference to when he said about the rhyming. Yes. rhymes. so to
1: Tony from the Awesome Podcast has
0: it was either that or he was finally doing his rap.
1: <laughs> Hello, call Tony. Um, so he is writing it for me, and we are uh, um, we are being published by Fair Sparks. Uh, which is the same guys who published the Springworth book that I was involved with that we spoke about earlier. And yet we're early stages yet, as in he was still kind of coming up with the concepts and we're still finalising uh, text and stuff like that. But it's really exciting. So um no, I, I'm not going to go into too many details, but it's something that I have had here on my mind for a
0: long, long, long time. Since we were at school. Since, yeah. Even if it wasn't that idea. It's- uh,
1: and it's, it's it's great, and it's it's really exciting. Uh, completely new to me. Um, but, without with that, we, we will... Yeah, we'll we plug it with this, actually, because um, <laughs> we, we'll join... That's it, up with, I'm just point- <laughs> I'm it with this. One. I'm pointing something on the sheet that we're going to talk about in a minute, but we'll join them up, because... Um, there is something about Penis taking on a big enlarged. project, <laughs> 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 about taking something on as a project, and um, I, I've, I know there's a term for it in America called called shipping, shipping project, which is seeing a project all the way through. And uh, you kind of have that in mind. Uh, I mean, if this is something that I'm very aware of the extent and how long it will take me, and the amount of work that will need to be. And it doesn't fill me with dread, and it's quite exciting. Um, but before that, when you know, but, um, kind of a few years ago, immediately I, was, and I said, you know, I, I would not be able to do that whole thing. I wouldn't have the patience to do it, I wouldn't have the confidence to do it, I wouldn't have the skill set to do it. And now it's like. No, because a- we
0: tried. After we did the first film, I started scripting a comic. What? A Zoot comic. I think we fell out over a name of a character. Was it Zoot? <laughs> oh, shit, is that the Fallout that the rumour was about? Because <laughs> it dates back didn't. to 2004. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, it was a Zoot comic because he was a—he oh, was either a soldier robot or it was something to do with war. But he was a defective robot. Mm, did he get struck by lightning, like Johnny Five? Like no, but I know he was because I think I'd written that one of the armies was an army of pigs, like pig people. I have no recollection. Do you not? I'm so glad I worked on that, you prick. Wow, no, it never happened. Anyway, I think no. we. I did like three or four pages and mm. I forgot to do any more. I think I went back to writing another film script.
1: No, no, no recollection.
0: You drank a lot then.
1: Yeah, I do. Sort of <laughs> too, do. <laughs> um I do. You told me to drink. <laughs> uh, and your wife, apparently. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it's been, I mean, it's quite a daunting thing having knowing that. I mean, we're t- talking, I don't think. I, I, this will take me more than a year to do this isn't something that will be done in a few months this is a long ass project which is one of the reasons that I've stepped down you and got eight months as, I that. <laughs> and, um, and, and, and I am looking forward to seeing the whole project all the way through and I know in my head that if I'm going to do this because it's been in my head for such a long time it's got to be perfect Uh, which is daunting because I don't want to phone it and I don't want to get five minutes down the line and be like, oh, do you know what? Question on that,
0: will it ever be perfect in your mind? No,
1: that is a very good point. It won't be because that's the way my mind works. So Um,
0: this is where you need to get your key group of people in that you can send it to. And
1: second second I,
0: second, uh, yeah, someone else. um, Wiggy is great for that because I sent some comic pages to Wiggy and he doesn't give you any bullshit. No, he gave me all the bullshit. (laughs) No, but he doesn't give you the sycophantic no no it's great mate no he, he's, he's really honest
1: yeah great hi craig he knows his stuff he's and not honest.
0: honest in a dick way he's not gonna kind of like, look just fucking back it in mate <laughs> uh, yeah, no point no here's where you've gone wrong yeah
1: <laughs> and he can t- yeah and he, he's the other way as well i mean he, I'm, I'm you know he's often for my opinion on his stuff and usually i'm like yeah it's crap mate. you know don't bother doing it
0: uh, yeah but we're the same as well. It's like, I'll send you over a picture and be like, This is what I'm working on. <laughs> Sorry, I
1: didn't part. That's what happens.
0: Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. You do. I think it's yeah, so. We, we mentioned me sending you something <laughs> another draw and you're just like. It's... I get it. I get it.
1: it you, you really became. It's like an artistic blindness thing where if you're working on something for such a long time, all your brain can pick out of the mistakes. And it is a phenomenon. <laughs> uh, it is it's one of those things and it does happen and it's so important to get a fresh pair of eyes on it my wife is very good at that although she claims that she hasn't got an artistic bone in her body which i disagree with i can show you a picture of mickey mouse if so she do the other day it was very good um but she's really good. if i'm working on something, i'll show it to her and she, she can be quite blunt with it as well and be like no I don't like that. the eyes are wrong and he'll be like ah yeah as i'm wiping the tears away from my eyes. I was like, no, you're right, that is, that is quite, you know, that's, that's She's wrong She's punched you in the face. <laughs> like, the eyes
0: are wrong, just give up, you're not going to be any good. Um,
1: And you do need that, but you also need to be able to accept the criticism as well, which is Well, I think really this difficult. is a big
0: problem with when people go to portfolio reviews. Yeah, they can't take they'll it. They'll take a load of splash pages or something, or, mm. you know, they'll have drawn really good things, but it's blatantly a Dave Gibbons picture. Mm-hmm. You've just copied it and altered something slightly. Or even just you go with something that is all your original work, but you know, one leg is too long for the body.
1: Yeah, and somebody will point that out, and doesn't matter how all the good points that they brought out, that one thing
0: will hit you like a sledgehammer. Which is the and same even, with troops. Yeah. It's like we had I don't know how many people either coming up to us personally or relaying a message through somebody else about mm. how great they thought the event was. I had two emails on the day, which really fucked me off that they felt the need to email on the day. Mm. One that was titled, Disappointed in Block Capitals. And I focused on that for fucking ages, to the point where Kat was like, are you really going to rejig the whole thing based on one person's opinion? Mm. And I was like, well, yeah, when you put it like that, it's kind of stupid. But But it does generally... But, you know, I also didn't do i I'm never going to do it again then... (laughs) Check all your toy from which is what some artists do it's like the I'm not a big Frank miller fan but um he's talked about it and Neil Adams has talked about it because Neil Adams was like his mentor mm-hmm. and Neil Adams like was brutally honest with anybody that sent him art because he knew what it was like to work in that industry mm-hmm. so he would taste it for
1: it
0: he fucking, yeah he didn't hold back. Because, you know, if you couldn't take the criticism, you were never going to make it in the industry. Yeah,
1: you do need a real thick skin. Because he
0: said Frank Miller was the only one out of all the people he sent feedback to who followed up and sent back stuff and improved and improved and improved. And I'm not a big Frank Miller fan. Most people know. But I admire his work ethic... I admire the impact he had on comics. It just doesn't really speak to me. Although well, Batman Year One is really good. Mm. I'm just not a big fan of The Dark Knight. Racist. <laughs> I think you'll find it sexist. <laughs> um, no, it's. I underst- it's one of those books. I understand the importance of it, but by the time I got into comics, it just didn't resonate with me. Mm. It wasn't what I was looking for in comics. But I understand the importance of it. But yeah, it's that. It's the same with Jim Lee. Is that I don't know if you ever listened to the Fat Man or Batman that he was on. He said that he got up at nine o'clock and he drew. Yeah, and that's it how he learned a year to draw, era, didn't it? Yeah, it and took just a year every day work. he got up at nine o'clock and he drew for like twelve hours. Yeah, and mastered his skills. Which is the only way you
1: can do it. The only way you can get better. is Well, not not, not, not every day. Don't give up your job or anything yet. But yeah, you knock. Yeah, you've got to. Practice, you're not going to get any better without practice of anything.
0: Which we'll come back to what we're up to next kind of thing because that nicely follows on into our next thing which is March of the Robots and I wanted to talk a bit about Oh yeah, drawing projects. Mm. So Inktober, Sketch Timber. Yeah. Um, to a lesser degree, Draw Something Sunday.
1: Mm-hmm. So we've done a few of them uh, um, recently, haven't we? Over the last year or so, we've done Sketch Timber.
0: Sketch temper we do through True Believers. Yeah, your your thing, and then is it two years we've done it or three years now? We've done Sketch temper for two years. Officially done Sketch temper for two years. That's right. And then you'd send me a message towards the end of Sketch temper, be like, "You gonna do Inktober?" And you'd be like, "Fuck no." And you'd be like, "Yeah, I'm the same." And then you'll post a picture up with Inktober Day One. Like, yeah, fuck. <laughs> And we just sort of egged each other on that way, not yeah. in a verbal thing, just sending each other so posting we, pictures. Yeah. But... So I sort of wanted to talk about the pros and cons of that, because for me, I found... I ain't the world's greatest artist, but I have a bash, and I'm quite good at certain things. And I found through doing it, particularly doing Draw Something Sunday, because it's every week, and I try to do it every week, I've tried to experiment a little bit more, so at the moment I'm going using my Playboy book and drawing Poor. pictures from that. Well, it's not this from the guy who puts you know tits and wangs on every Tuesday. <laughs> okay, and right. then the stuff you've drawn. Tits and
1: wangs <laughs> from the same model.
0: <laughs> oh, can we start our own life drawing glass called tits and wangs?
1: <laughs> tits and wangs. Uh, nipple to nipple. Oh, <laughs> uh, I've
0: forgotten about that. Uh, I think half the fun of doing those films was coming up with the props. Yeah, it was. But yeah, um, so no, I've been doing a funny one on Side Story. Um, my sister in law came in on the Monday to drop the dog off. And I had my previous day's drawing, which was the blonde lead on her stomach. Mm. And he's like, You've been drawing pictures of your wife. <laughs> Catherine was like, yeah, I couldn't like that because everybody would think it was me. I was like, Who the <laughs> fuck's going to think it's you? For what? I'm so texting on that <laughs> Hang on there. No, do no, not. I'm doing it. Do not. Hang on. Don't. It's just like Cat. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> but yeah, so... But I'm not very good at drawing women. Which is why I bought the Playboy books. I could have bought an anatomy book, but... I like looking at boobies too. (laughs) That's an amazing (laughs) excuse. Oh, my God. Yeah, but you're also the only person I can say that to who'd actually be like, yeah, no, I kind of see that. Yeah, I do, but, oh, I'm so buying porn tomorrow. It was when I worked at h and V and Fop, we got the books in, so I had discounts, they were even cheaper. (laughs) Playboy's not really porn. No, it naked women, but it's not porn. No, it's
1: not. Oh, it's softcore, isn't it, I suppose? Well, yeah.
0: Very because it's got that very soft focus. <laughs>
1: yeah, Vaseline on a lens.
0: And I painstakingly go Unless through looking vaseline. for pictures like nipples on them. Yeah. I'm not ready to draw naked boobies yet. <laughs> <laughs> it takes a leap of confidence. I,
1: in all seriousness, I think, if anything, to hone your skill of life drawing, or, you know, it's one of the most important things you can
0: do. And I would, but I can't afford £10 a week or whatever it is. So.
1: <laughs> it is £10 a session, yeah.
0: If, if it was cheaper or
1: free... Well,
0: you have a wife. Yeah, right. Well, that was the other thing. I was like, anybody would believe that I got you to pose for. <laughs> so I could draw you like my French girls.
1: <laughs> Perhaps if you look more like Leonardo DiCaprio, she would.
0: Well, this is very true. There's got to be a life drawing session somewhere that has the strap line "Draw them like your French girls." Yeah, if not, they're missing a trick. No,
1: well, no, because they'd only be associated with the with. <laughs> I was going to say things that go down <laughs> on you with off They We don't have that. They, you've got to be. They can't. You know, because it's, it's a very sexual thing. But <laughs> life drawing really, really isn't. It isn't. No, really, I, isn't. And it is. I keep. Saying, it's
0: a lot like what people say about filming sex scenes It's like it's the most unsexy thing they've ever done.
1: No, it absolutely is. um uh, it's re- a really weird thing, and I don't know if I should admit this, on, but I did find myself a, f- a few weeks ago. You, you, so you're staring at a model um, for I don't know for, for two hours, and you're, you're, you're studying it. You're just staring at a naked model for two hours, and then I found myself getting a little bit embarrassed because I went to put my my book away. I'm afterwards. really glad you said embarrassed. <laughs> and uh, no, yeah, embarrassed the else. And um, she was behind that. The, there's like a for they get changed behind a behind a screen. So she was getting changed on the screen and I went to go and put my book away and I couldn't glance at her as she was putting her, shirt, uh, putting her bra on. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. And I was sort of really kind of embarrassed. It's like, well, hang on a minute. I'll just be staring at
0: her naked for two hours. And I mean, but there's a sort of... It's a really of, weird thing. There's a disassociation, I think. Uh, no, absolutely. Because you... I don't know about you, but especially when you're creating a character, you sort of develop... An, it's the same with writing a character. You develop an emotional connection to the character. Yeah, I can't remember who it was said that, you know, creating characters, you need to fall in love with them a little bit. And I think it's the same with drawing people, is you develop an emotional connection to them, that, but you don't associate them with the person that you're actually drawing. So I think there's that disconnection. So then when you see them afterwards, the, I think the paper adds a barrier. So you're not associating... It's I'm not, looking at this person naked. What you're saying is in a pervy kind, of of some kind of way, but thing. sort of seeing somebody getting dressed without the paper, yeah, takes away that. It's like seeing somebody naked on a television. Mm. It's not the same as, which is why I always film in changing rooms rather than. <laughs> <laughs> That's the movies you used to make, isn't it? Devil <laughs> <Nipple> to nipple. <laughs> which is why I'm not allowed in that men's gym anymore yeah Um, yeah, no I think there's a psychologically I think there's a barrier there because you're you're seeing them more as something you're drawing than a person
1: yeah it becomes a series of things and lines but seeing them getting
0: dressed afterwards without the paper Mm. there anymore you feel a bit more like you're a peeping Tom which is why you're like shit I'm sorry sorry no yeah I think that's absolutely correct I wasn't looking well I mean I was but I wasn't (laughs) <laughs> um, but yeah. Anyway, back on topic. So yeah, I suppose life drawing is like a project for you as well, because you go every week, pretty much.
1: I've been I've been going for nearly five years now, and um, yeah, and I've yeah. I've, I've, funny it's enough, still I've,
0: every week it's a stick man with just some boobies drawn on. <laughs> oh, <maybe. laughs> it's just a robot a with stick boobs. man with boobies.
1: <laughs> what is it with you with blah, blah. <laughs>
0: Look, I've been rewatching a lot of Baywatch because it's gone on Amazon Prime. and A lot of Twin Peaks by the sound of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want a Toblerone. <laughs> no, um, but yeah, I think there are pros and cons to things like Sketch Tempering Tober because it's that motivating thing to draw mm. and it does take you out of your comfort zone, but there's also the stress and pressure of having to draw something. Yeah. And there's also the... Which um, you don't have to because nobody's going to come around and be like, you're, you're out of this now. Yeah. <laughs> you're out. Well, you might. Between <laughs> strikes.
1: And there's also the satisfaction that you've actually completed the project as well. And it is, you know what I Because mean? 31 drawings in 31 days is a hefty job.
0: It, it is, is. Especially when you've got a job, family, yeah, yeah. other commitments.
1: But you're talking like professional level kind of workload.
0: Well, it's like the 24-hour comic. Yeah. people. Do, I could not fucking do that. Mm.
1: In fact, Rachel Smith does an hourly comic, doesn't she? Yeah,
0: you know, wasn't that what you do in the twenty-four hour comic? Don't you? Aren't you supposed to do a panel an hour? Oh, like, I don't know. I don't know. But she panels. does a
1: strip. She does a strip an hour, an Jesus. actual three-panel strip an hour, like for twelve hours. Crazy
0: bitch. Mm. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I've certainly found. I mean, two of the best things that happened. Were you encouraging me to set up a page for my drawing? Hmm. And doing Sketch Timber Inktober because I think both Sketch Timber Inktober forces you to put something up even if you're not happy with it. Yeah. So that you're still involved. Whereas
1: That would kind of force you to see the good of all your work as well.
0: Whereas the perfectionist in you'd be like I don't like the glasses on that one I'm going to redo the whole thing. Yeah.
1: Um, it's, that's what a sketchbook is, though. A sketchbook is full of mistakes.
0: Yeah, but then you get some people who put out pictures from their sketchbooks. Oh, that, that sketchbook is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> it's seen as an important perfect sketchbook. No, I know, but the ones that release are released, so like, for example, Pinguini, oh, I see, yeah, Jim yeah, Lee but... sketchbook. If yeah, they released bet... that, would be all the perfect ones. It wouldn't be like you know, but you know, that's heavily edited. That's all the yeah, best bits. That's what I mean. Yeah, which just adds an unrealistic. Mm. That's the thing with doing Draw Something Sunday as well. Is that that Mr. Miracle I did this week? Mm. I'm not happy with it at all. Mm. But I followed it through and I posted it, and I even commented on the thing saying I wasn't happy with it. But there it is. Mm. Yeah, that's a very important. And I try that because there are even the best artists as off days. Yeah, I'm not saying I'm even anywhere near the best artist, but you know what I mean.
2: Yeah.
0: I have a lot more respect for. I've said it before. For professional artists that posted up their fuck ups
2: mm. but
0: you know I tried to draw Batman it just looks like a penis with a cape on it but there it is I but, fuck up too sometimes and I think that would be the biggest encouragement cape man. but then they've got a reputation that a they foreskin is. man <laughs> I used to work with a guy who actually it was like the end of super bad, but he'd just draw dicks with capes on like oh yeah Darth Vader so right. dick and a Superman dick and <laughs> drew a lot of dicks <laughs> kind of weird now I think about it. Um, you asked you to pose for him a few times, didn't you? He did, but then he was just kind of like, I haven't got a pencil with a lead that small. so mm. Couldn't get it fine enough. Anyway, now we've... A lot like <laughs> of conversation about the smallest
1: dick on this podcast.
0: <laughs> There's the title. Yeah. <laughs> little Dick. <laughs> Welcome to Series 5. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so anyway. So, cons for you. Pros for you. From doing these projects like Inktober, Sketch Time, because you've completely zoned out and forgotten what we're talking about, haven't you? Oh Yeah, absolutely. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Um, Pros and cons. We should start Uh, doing these in an afternoon. Yeah,
1: we should. (laughs) Um, The the pros is... It's it's a... a, It's an intense drawing period, isn't it? And... um, you can yeah, you end up doing thirty drawings. You can end up doing a sketch pad in a month, which is brilliant. To actually have a filled sketch sketchbook, it's great feeling, and you get better in a short amount of time because you well, do that.
0: Get nerd's one I filled. Hmm. I've never completed a project in a Feels sketchbook good, from it? first page yeah. to last page.
1: Just feel really good. Um, and. Um, uh, and yeah you also really get into it as well. at the beginning I find it it, start, it gets a bit difficult but after I don't know day 7 day 8 you really get into a rhythm and you really can't wait to start the next day and you find I don't know if this is a pro or a con that you got to work and that's all you can think about oh, I want to draw tonight oh, I'll do this I'll do that
0: you know well last year you started smashing them out before you started work yeah
1: yeah and I was drawing as well
0: <laughs> well it's important you can't go into work <laughs> with a clear head unless you smashed smash out before work <laughs> A Tommy Tankers, Tony calls them yeah. um, no I mean I found last year a little bit easier than the year before because the year before both you and I were staying up to about 3 o'clock in the morning just to finish the fucking drawing
1: mm. that was good going on to my on my cons because yeah. you do put a lot of pressure onto yourself and you'll find I, I, I'm i getting a bit better now but I always used to be into the, the mentality that I was only as good as my last drawing and when you're turning them out, there are ugly days when some drawings aren't going to be as good as other days. And once you've done those, uh, you, you've, when, once you've done some drawings that is, you can see isn't as good as the, the days before, you're going to end up thinking, shit me, I'm going backwards
0: Well, the other thing that goes as a bit of a con is that, because you're doing it and it's a group thing, lots of other people, somebody else will post their picture up before you've posted yours up, and you're looking and you'll be kind of like, yeah, fuck it, I don't know why I'm bothering. It's going to take all the air its your tires. Yeah, so, the worst thing about being friends with you it's like i drew a robot you know like, i drew a robot too it's like oh fuck <laughs> <laughs> oh well, you know me by now i know robots <laughs> i know and i'm sorry i make you feel inadequate about your robots but... <laughs> but no it is kind of like the kind of like you do kind of like yeah mine looks like a stick man compared to what you've drawn. <laughs> But that's the same with everybody, but, you know. What I mean, it's it's having the confidence to see it through and put it out thing. there and let it be what it is. That's
1: another little little wisdom as well. You should shouldn't. It's easier said than done. The only person you should compare your artwork with is yourself. Yep. Nobody else. And it's really easier said than done. It really, really is. Um, but you should compare to yourself. You, the, and uh, don't you, do you, that yeah, thing of yeah, being yeah, like,
0: yeah. I only got. Ten likes on this one. Yeah. You got twenty six thousand his You shouldn't rate your,
1: yeah, but you do, and I do. You know, you don't rate your artwork from likes from Facebook.
0: Everybody does, and I do the thing as well. It's kind of like, oh, Andy, I don't like that one I posted yet. <laughs> Which instantly was like, oh, that must be shit. Then. <laughs> I've given up trying to get my wife to like any pictures I do. She
1: loves all of mine. No, no. no. <laughs>
0: I'll go to her the next day and be kind of like, I know she didn't like my drawing. She's like, Was I supposed to? It would have been nice. Yeah. My wife doesn't like mine very often, so you're okay. She likes likes yours all the time. She she only had one valid excuse for one, and that she thought people might think it was her if she liked it. Can I make a comment, please? No! (laughs) (laughs) She will get me in so much fun. No, that's
2: the point.
1: Um, (laughs) Hi, cat. Didn't realize your booze (laughs) were this big.
0: Nice shoes. <laughs> yeah, and um, i find through doing them that I've started doing other drawing projects. So, like, I did the Nerd sketchbook, which was just some fun for me. Because mm. we've said before, and it's something we mean been meaning to a thing, is, like, drawing as therapy kind of thing. Well, that wasn't what we called it. We called it something else. And I can't remember what we called it. But, yeah, it's sort of a... It's a great de-stressor... Drawing is massive therapy. And going down to Jackson's and buying lots of pens the other way.
1: I to, yeah, we've got a comic a comic book shop. We've got an art shop. Done. Not far from where we are right now, actually. No,
0: no, I've been driving all the way to the yeah. Peel Centre like a twat.
1: Man, no. And uh, I discovered it about about two years ago, and Stuart, I finally went there this week, last week.
0: Well, yeah, because I messaged you because I, rather than just trawling through their website, I just thought you'd likely know mm. whether they sell pro markers there because I'm. Um, As you, you walk in on the left, aren't they? Is that problem? No, they haven't got the pro markers out anymore. Oh, but okay. they were on the website, so I could go through, and I spent like thirty quid on pens. I think I spent in one week about forty-five pounds on pens. Yeah. It's uh, so it's, because it, I bought the trouble with Market is you buy like the packs of twelve to get maybe three colours that you really want and yeah. some others that you just kind of they'll probably come in handy at some point.
1: It's basically it's, it's like a trade counter. Uh, well, it is a trade counter, but for our equipment. But it's much more of a
0: shop than I thought it was. Yeah, so the way you described yeah. it to me sounded like screw fix. Yeah, yeah. We sort it's, of it's, roll in, just click the
1: catalogue. It's like an Argos, is it? Is like when the Argos is big? Not the big one that used to be in town that's now gone, but, like, for instance, the Argos. Um, yeah, I
0: thought they'd have, like, three things out and yeah. then everything else you pick from a catalogue kind of thing. Yeah,
1: and I you, will have this one. And yeah, there's, there's a great um, discount section where you got those amazing Yeah, i got books.
0: two A3 Bristol Ward pads. mm reduced from 13 quid down to a fiver mega so yeah. I bought both <laughs> absolutely but I need to go down there more cat's kind of getting pissed off the amount I'm spending on pens mm. but it's so easy to do
1: and yeah, uh, it's an investment if you ask me
0: and I've got them all in my thing or thing to keep them in okay. you're supposed to keep them led down not stood mm. up Yeah. Uh, what I really want to do is get a drawing board but I kind of want to design my own drawing board because there's specific things I want from it. Not the actual drawing board thing, I want it as part of a unit. Oh, okay. I got an idea for what I'd like it to be, and I'd like the drawing board to fold up flat against the wall oh, so it so doesn't take up a lot of space.
1: So, in order for you to draw and design a drawing board, you need a drawing board.
0: I know. It's just the cruel thing. Yeah. Oh, <sighs> <was> the irony. <laughs> I can't design this drawing board, I don't have a drawing board. <laughs> Dear Lannis Marset, I've got a new lyric for you. <laughs> it's like, rain right on your wedding day, it's like, there's designing a drawing board about a drawing board, isn't it <laughs> ironic? Don't you think? But I think if I get more serious, because one of the other things I'm doing is I'm trying to do a comic, but I'm doing it in a sort of weird way, in that I've got a rough idea of what I want it to be, and I'm sort of drawing it out. So just okay, got his book out, by the way. I have. It's shit, so it's not. Don't get excited. Too late, but I'm just trying to show you my method. So, I'm on a quad bike.
1: So, this is, and I, I apologize because I, I, I always forget the name of it. It's this,
0: called. I, uh,
1: I have. Si- I, hang on, let me guess. I silently. Can I say the title? Is that You, you can have a bash and then I'll. Um, I. Suddenly thought if I should leave.
0: Close enough. Uh, it was at that moment I quietly wondered if I should leave. Okay, I got some sort of Which right. is the working title, but this is how I'm sort of doing it. So I'm sort of roughing out pages, mm. but they're not how the finished pages might actually be. They might not be six pound per page kind of job, and I kind of want to mix it so you've got more texty stuff with pictures. Mm. It's just. Getting it out of my head onto a page and then going from there. So rather than scripting it oh. and then thumbnailing it and mm. then. So the first few pages. This is a nice pad. With friends pad. <laughs> nice frame. <laughs> and yeah, so I'm sort of hashing it out that way, kind of thing, because I've got no clue what I'm doing really, beyond having read a lot of comics. And, um,. But yeah, I wouldn't have had the confidence to see it I've had ideas for comics in my head since I was, what, 13? Hmm. And, um... But yeah, just never sort of had the confidence to see it through. Same with you with Springworth.
1: Yeah, it's, yeah, you kind of need that kind of scary kind of...
0: Oh, it you. Oh, yeah, I was trying to do a new Stuart Thinks He Can Draw logo.
1: Hmm. Sorry, I'm not put that away
0: now. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> um So yeah, so I'm just sort of bashing through it. I've got a few ideas I quite liked because we've got this nerds who publish themselves thing set up for tales, it'd be yeah. quite nice to actually start putting some other stuff out through it as well. Mm. Maybe build a bit of a library. Um Plus fifteen years ago we made Finding Strange in Paradise this year.
1: 15 years ago, bloody hell. Which
0: has got me all nostalgic for the filmmaking days. Yeah.
1: Are you going to go back into that?
0: No, I'm trying to channel it into comics. Oh. Part of this is kind of part of what would have been in Finding Strangers. My mm. big regret with Finding Strangers was that I tried to make it to Kevin Smithian, not enough me. Mm. I would have liked to make it a bit more sweet there's some stuff in it now that's really misogynistic and not good (laughs) (laughs) and um, I mean the experience of making it was fantastic easily one of the best summers I've ever had Mm. and um, working with Lee on it and that and you and Mike and Leanne and all that and you know I met Leanne through doing it yeah met one of my best friends and ironically I met my wife because of that I know See, everything I've done for you. <laughs> Put the knife down, Andy. Hang on, hang on. What does that remind <laughs> me of? Hang
1: on, that's a movie. Everything I've done for you. Yeah, the thing of fucking Jareth and the Labyrinth. I don't
0: know. I've done it all for you. Oh, shut up. We're not going to talk about Labyrinth because you don't like it. Because you're a fucking Philistine. am not a big fan of Labyrinth. Princess Bride, bitches. <laughs> yeah, so anyway. Comics same, introduce you to your wife. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Why well, <I> didn't? Next. <laughs> a friend of a friend. Yeah, a friend of a friend. So yeah, so I'm sort of, because we're not doing the summer event, I've mm. got a bit more downtime to...
1: Set yourself a project. Test. Set yourself, there you go, that's your... So, what you're saying is, up to 20 tw- and 2020, you will be launching your first book. That's what you've just said.
0: Possibly. What I'd quite like to do, if my week off falls right, or Nottingham falls right into one of my weeks off, and I can get a table, that would then become my goal to have it ready for that. When is Nottingham? I don't know yet, they've not announced the date.
1: Because
0: mm. it's the kind of thing, if I'm going to launch it, I'd quite like to be behind the table for the launch. Yeah. Rather than fucking off somewhere mm. <laughs> else. Although there is also the appeal of not being at the table.
1: Yeah, and it'd be like like something to open. It'd be like like yeah comic book. You don't know how it's done until the end. Is it doing well? I don't know. It could be doing very well or it could be bombing. it be like a quantum penis. It's just both. <laughs> a quantum penis? Oh boy.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, this podcast is going to be called Quantum Penis. That's amazing. There is a notebook somewhere in which I had an idea for a comic strip that was Quantum Penis. Is that where every morning he opens, puts on his trousers, he's got a different dog? <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> I honestly can't remember what the context of <laughs> it was beyond the title of Quantum Penis. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. But it was about a penis that was both everywhere and nowhere at the same time. <laughs> yeah, it probably wasn't a good one. It's <laughs> probably why it became nothing more than a title. <laughs> but anyway, speaking of quantum penises... <laughs> no, I have no connection to that, so... Um, quick bit of news. I suppose the Terry Moore's announced his next project. So he's just done Strange in Paradise* twenty-five, mm-hmm. which was a ten-issue sort of catch-up with the characters from that. And 25 then, years later, is that what that twenty-five meant? Well, it's yeah, it was the twenty-fifth anniversary right. of the first issue, and he's announced his next project, which is called. Is it five years later or five years? Five years, and it's basically the characters from. Strangers in Paradise, Echo, Rachel Rising, and Motor Girl all coming together. It's about the last five years on Earth. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, what would you do if you had five years left to live? Mm. And you knew it. And it sounds really interesting. I mean, I'm a big fan of Terry Moore anyway, going back to before we made Finding Strangers in Paradise. Because we'd contacted like DC and Marvel and we, kinda, like, we we're making this film and we set in a comic shop and we used to things as a prop and they were all like, fuck off. You know, but politer than that with firm hints of lawyers. And then um, Terry Moore was like, yeah, I fucking love free publicity. <laughs> and he was really supportive of it mm. and sent a really nice email. We have had a
1: free advert, didn't the, we? We had comics. several
0: in the comics. If mm. you buy back issues of the comics, you'll see my ugly face in some of them. Ugh. Mm. <sighs> And he mentioned us in a panel he was doing once, yeah, so anyway, yeah, I you know life debt to Terry Moore um, but yeah, uh Ben Affleck stepped out as Batman. do we care? Uh, no All right, next. I kind of care because I thought he was a really good Batman, and it would have been nice to see him in a good Batman film. He never had
1: a good Batman movie, though, did he? No is the problem yeah.
0: he, he was good in Batman film in the films he was in. It's a bit like Clooney. I think Clooney would have been a great Batman if he'd been in a great Batman film. Mm. He was just never given that chance to show you what he could do in the role. Um, but that whole DC Comics universe is a fucking mess. Mm. <laughs> I can't work up any enthusiasm. Um, you see, have you seen Aquaman yet? No. I kind of want to see it. It looks enjoyable, fun. But mm. I think my favourite description of it was um, it's the worst movie I've ever loved. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> wrote in to Komodo mm. There was a thing on Twitter I follow a couple of people from Empire Magazine and the Empire Podcast so Helen O'Hara from it just made an innocuous comment about a line in it that says it still makes a giggle that this line exists in the world or exists in the mm. movie. and the fucking Snyder fans jumped on her <laughs> <laughs> like oh you're just a Marvel fan girl you what can't... line is it? It's a Batman line the, um... Batman in it is he? in Batman v Superman
1: oh sorry sorry um, the Martha Wayne one
0: no, it's the if there's a one percent chance that he's a, hero, a villain or something, then that's a hundred percent certainty that I have to take him out or something. Uh, okay. like. It's basically echoes Dick Cheney's line about going into the war in Iraq. Uh, and um, yeah, you have people jumping on defending it, then you have people jumping on about. Uh, if Batman v Superman is such a bad film, why fucking five years later are people still bringing it up in conversation? <laughs> because it was a bad film. Because, <laughs> you know, you never mention a bad film ever again. Mm. It's like that fourth Batman film that Joel... Sh- no, it's just... <laughs> see, it just instantly disappears. Um, but, yeah, just the vitriol of people that jumped on her. It was both the funniest and saddest thing I've ever seen <laughs> on the internet and a reason why I fucking hate Twitter. <laughs> Twitter more so than anywhere just seems to be full of dicks. Mm. Absolute fucking nobbits. <laughs> but. Yeah, fucking intent. But yeah, uh, what have you been watching? Anything exciting? Uh, you in the shower. So nothing exciting? Nothing exciting.
1: Okay, so. I had, do get soapy though. I had last week off, so I decided I would binge watch some movies or drawing. And after you and. My friend Chris, who hi, I spoke Chris. to about her, Chris, been banging on about uh, the new Mission Impossible movie. <laughs> um, I thought I would give the Mission Impossible movies a go because I've never seen it. Well, actually, I had seen the first one ages ago. So I've been—I say binge watching and I only have the three <laughs> ones to hand, so I haven't seen the fourth, and sixth one
0: yet. So you, you watched three, but none that were close to the one. Me and Chris yeah. have been going <laughs> I just, on. The
1: I would have watched it in order. Yeah. So I watched those. I also watched all the Terminator movies. Uh, well, up to the third one, actually, funnily enough. I don't think um, they made any more after the third one. That never happened. Yeah. That's all right. Then they went back in time and killed them. <laughs> I don't think you remember bad movies. You no, just don't no, talk about. Don't talk about them. Absolutely. And and both of the Robocop movies. No. Um, and what, what else did I watch? Two three? three.
0: Yeah, two, three, in <laughs> <and> the remake.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what else did I watch? I watched. Oh, I watched. Um, I finally, got around to watching Ghost in the Shell, which I really
0: enjoyed. I've not seen it yet. Yeah. It's one I kind of mean to catch on telly.
1: Now, I know there was a lot of controversy about it, whitewashing and stuff, but I really enjoyed it. And I, I squealed when we saw the spider tank. It was awesome. Cool. Really cool.
0: I had a weird movie watching Sunday where I just, whatever was randomly on Sky Movies, I finished watching. So I watched most of 10 Things I Hate About You. I watched most of Tombstone. Mm. And I watched most of Field of Dreams, mm. which are three films I've seen enough times that yeah. I can instantly plug in the gaps. Um, you and I, in the interim, both watched The Predator.
1: Oh, yeah, of course we did, yeah.
0: Because we got it free with our Sky VIP thing. Yeah, terrible. I'm glad I got it for free.
1: Oh, God.
0: I will say, it's a great movie, and I'd love to see... I, me and Des Taylor were talking about it online. I'd love to see Shane Black do an eighteen movie. Yeah, because that team had like all the benchmarks of the A-Team and I could see a really good A-Team movie by Shane Black. And I really enjoyed that stuff. And then the Predator would pop up and I'd be like, oh yeah, this is meant to be a Predator film. This is really pissing me off. And then it'd go back to the non-Predator bits. Hmm. And there's just weird things in it. Like I say, they seem to forget what a Predator is until the last 20 minutes when the Predator's just kind of like, I'm going to hunt you now. Yeah. Letting you know. And you had that whole alien language being translated into English.
1: Oh, God, yeah, absolutely. And the and bloody kid just, deciphering everything.
0: And you just had that all that bullshit of the Predators weren't taking the spines because they were trophies. The whole thing they've just glued onto the whole... Spoilers for the Predator, by the way. Oh, yeah, we're, but we're for you, saving you. we saving you, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, we are
1: saving you. But it was something to do with the with the the spinal. Um, the the I was going to say they spinal were genetically modifying there. predators, weren't they? Yeah, they were, and they were collecting the. Um, what's the, cons- the spinal fluid or something? Fluid, yeah. Spine. So they weren't just, you know, that Which nice where they're of polishing. Of you know, in the first film, when he's got that nice polishing kit and he's polishing up the at the skull all nicely. Yeah,
0: it's got nothing to do with it. Or the wall of skull trophies in Predator Two.
1: Yeah, yeah, they're not no, nothing to do with that. It that was, was that was his that was his bloody medicine cabinet.
0: It was another example of just overthinking something that was yeah. beautifully simple. Mm. But but yeah, like I say, I really enjoyed that the bits of that film with the group. Like I said to you earlier the bit where they've got um, I've forgotten that fucking name now Olivia Munn unconscious on the bed and they're putting like a cup of tea by her and little things (laughs) around her so when she wakes up she won't freak out is a genuinely brilliant Mm -hmm. scene and it's just a shame it's in that fucking movie and the whole thing at the end Uh, we don't talk about the ending is the which makes a reference to The Last Action Hero which is a film I really like oh yeah it's like that's such a random fucking pull. So, got anything to do with same
1: uh, action.
0: I think it. it is. Yeah, I think he wrote it. Okay. Or at least did one of the drafts on it. But it had
1: Arnie in it. That's the only question I can see.
0: Yeah. So yeah, I watched that. I finally watched Venom, which I really fucking enjoyed. It's mm. shit, but I really enjoyed Not it. Not seen it. Yeah. Uh, I watched Tomb Raider on Netflix. That's Good. Seen. It was all right. Yeah. It suffered the same thing. That Angelina Jolie once did a bit and that was kind of like it's a bit boring oh it's really oh. good it's a bit boring it's really good um, Venom's a bit like that hmm. I think you remember the last time well, I watched Life the Brian okay. Reynolds Jake Gyllenhaal the one that everybody thought was a backdoor prequel to Venom because it featured a symbiote in space oh okay no I've not seen it is it good It's it's alright yeah Okay, I'm glad I've seen it, but I have got no desire to ever watch it again. Mm-hmm. Um, what else did I watch? I watched a film called Spectral on Netflix that was quite interesting and quite good. Um, about like this ghost army.
1: Um, oh, I got a film recommendation. Oh, I got to remember the name of it. I don't think we did. We talk about it last? No, I don't think it did. I didn't see it, but I have seen it.
0: Um, We took the kids to see The Kid Who Would Be King at the cinema. Yeah, which I wrote about in the mailer. It just like those old school adventure movies you used to watch like the Goonies mm. uh, you know films with big ideas with kids unsupervised kids going off on adventures oh okay would yeah. remember the films that used to be on ITV in the summer holidays
1: what? that yeah.
0: were like cheap made for TV ones and it was like they had big ideas but no budget kind of thing yeah might be so it was like the one I can only ever really clearly remember was a kid with a tiger t shirt that made him run really fast. <laughs> and then it all came undone when his mum washed the t shirt and it washed all the power out of it. No, no, I don't think you might have dreamt that. <laughs> no, no, it gen- genuinely happened.
1: Yeah.
0: But yeah, no, they used to do films like that. Um, I can't remember what they were called, like The Kids Factory or something like that. Mm. They did a series of films. Like I said, it used to be on, I'm sure it was ITV in the summer holidays. What
1: We Do in the Shadows is a the modern recommendation. If I need to watch that on Prime. It's absolutely fantastic. Hilarious film. Um,
0: I can't think what else I watched. I just watched something else. But Halloween's out on Monday, so I'll be watching that. Uh, yeah, so I've watched a few things. Watched some TV. I've been really enjoying the second series of The Orville so far. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah. So I think that's pretty much it just some shout outs okay so first shout out is to the mighty Sarah Harris hi Sarah who's uh, going through a crap time she's just attention seeking damn it I was impressed Sarah
1: <laughs> it was lovely that she came to troops I, I did was give her a qu- I was busy but I did give her
0: a hug see I'm not a hugger but no I hug. I'm a hugger I hugged her I know get off <laughs> This whole podcast has been really uncomfortable. <laughs> no, um, I messaged her in advance and was like, look, if you can't make it, send me a shopping list and we'll get it sorted. Mm. So she put like eggs, would it roll? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, bought products I never really wanted to. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, so she's going through a shit time. and Although she's being a trooper about it, she's not... Mm. At no point has she put anything out that's kind of like, send me pity. No, not at all. Gonna, but yeah, right. So yes, I, I've spoken to her a couple of times because obviously mm. went through it not long ago. So just kind of you know. But yeah, so we are sending the the original troop, Yeah, the original troop, troop number one. The the one whose child coined the phrase troop, Yeah, or troobs, which you know took us four years but we finally realised that should be our hashtag because <laughs> we are marketing masters um, yeah so massive shout out to Sarah um, massive shout out to everybody that came to True Believers 2019 everybody that supported it um, the awesome pod guys I know we take the piss out of them but they are awesome they were awesome
1: they were awesome what have we
0: done wrong <laughs> they're not awesome anymore yeah. they'll be awesome again when they start fucking <laughs> on. <out laughs> like we now. need them again <laughs> No, but um, massive support. Tony's been great at like proofreading stuff, having input, just shouting out about it on the show. Um, just generally supporting it. Um, Honoured that one of them finally cosplayed our event first. Oh, yeah. He broke his, he lost his cosplaying virginity, didn't he? See, they had breakfast with one cosplayer. Yeah. And before you know it, Dan's smashing a costume together quickly. Hmm. He claims he'd done it. I reckon he just nipped out across the road to Hung Base and bought all the bits. Well, in. there's a
1: main road outside. Um, he probably, probably knocked a cyclist Yeah, off.
0: just took a motorcyclist out. Eh? Yeah, did it, But although, as Sarah Harris liked to point out, she wore that Rocket Raccoon costume for the whole day at True Believers. He lasted about 10 minutes in, <laughs> in a jumpsuit and a biker helmet. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, um, massive shout out to them. And like I say, um, the folks at Dream Cage Media. Who, uh, came along and reviewed it on the day? Alex from Pipe Dream. Mm. Sort of everybody that supported us. Um, too well, many to mention.
1: Yeah, the guests as well. Um, good to thanks to Mike and Dylan for coming down.
0: Guests, all the agents who helped out on the day, everybody at juries yeah. for making us feel massively welcome. Yeah.
1: Um, uh, shout out to Fiona because she was great. She was great she was a photographer well she was she did a photography store she's a photographer
0: yeah Um, yeah like I say everybody was amazing the cosplayers that came along and helped run the day Um, yeah it was just awesome so massive shout out to them Um, and everybody that talked to us on the day Mm. Uh, good and bad (laughs) Uh, thanks for taking the time to engage with us and sort of you know let us know. Even the people who didn't enjoy it, they clearly had a passion for the event. And, you know, unfortunately. I mean, the three people who didn't enjoy it yeah, Wankers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. that, though. I said to him, I said, Look, mum, <laughs> <laughs> if it's not your thing.
1: <laughs> oh, but she's there every year.
0: She's there every year. She just
1: slags it off afterwards. Maybe she sent you that email as you stood behind you. It's
0: Dear son, prostate <laughs> sir. <laughs> you are now my third favourite of my two children. <laughs> um Yeah, and um if all goes to plan, I'm gonna be on Comics for the Apocalypse Ooh. in a couple of weeks. Awesome. So, if you've not listened to it, if you go onto iTunes or Google, however you get your podcasts, and just search comics for The Apocalypse, Mm. it's a great idea for a podcast. Mm. It's so good, I'm really fucking annoyed we didn't think of it. Have you listened to any yet? Mm, I'm afraid not. You basically pick the comics that you take into The Apocalypse. Oh, okay. So, you used to pick your apocalypse, now you're randomly assigned one. So, it's like a zombie invasion, alien invasion pandemic kind of thing and then yeah you pick like the comic that made you laugh first comic you read um comic that made you cry comic that scared you
1: oh wow okay
0: and then out of all the ones you picked you've got to pick another disaster happens you can only save one of your picks mm. and uh, yeah dan's been on it tony's been on it um aaron's been on it okay um milmo was on the first one yeah Hey to Milmo.
1: Hi Milma.
0: Um
1: You are hardly blimmin' saw her.
0: No I didn't. She packed up everything. Yeah. I was like fuck I meant to buy the last Then
1: I think I kind of went a And she was like I'm just thinking if I can get
0: it from the box. I was like no don't worry about it I'll grab mm. it from you next time. <laughs> Although I came away from True Believers last year with a massive shopping list of stuff I'd mm. missed on the yeah. day. Like Gateway City and all that. You just can't get round to buy from everybody unfortunately. But. So, yeah, um, anybody you want to shout out to? Um,
1: Yeah, uh, um, a friend of mine, uh, Jerome, lost his uh, comptable virginity at the Troops as well. He did, honey.
0: Did you watch the video?
1: I haven't watched it yet,
0: no. Great video. It's like three minutes long, but it's just him talking about why he does art. Yeah. And there's a wiki cameo in it as well. And a you cameo in it. Is there? Yeah. Apparently apparently
1: you're in it. I'm I'm not. I didn't spot me. No, no. apparently you're in it. Don't
0: take it personally. <laughs> you suck.
1: Uh, my, my other shout outs, to be honest, you, you've already mentioned, um, you know who you are. Um, yeah, just thank to everyone. Thanks to everyone who visited the um, the, the Zoot table at Droops. Thank you. For, um, some lovely messages, some lovely emails from people. And one from my mum
0: Dear Mr. Zoot, <laughs> yeah. if indeed that is your real name. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I am Zoot. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's just great. Yeah, Thank you, everyone, for, for coming over. And
0: that's it. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you Brilliant. to everybody who got involved in the workshops as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. And thanks to all the artists who were very nice to me. It would have been hugely embarrassing to have an artist stood there with a pen and a whiteboard and just nobody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't imagine that. Just I'm Andy, friendly drawing on 20 sheets. <laughs> um. So, yeah, Um. right. Plugs for you. So... Springworth, where can people buy Springworth from?
1: Okay, so um, people can buy Springworth from shops. Um, so Waterstones, <laughs> if you go to Waterstones and uh, search for, I think just the word Springworth, it comes up. Same with Amazon, you can get it from there as well. And this is for the very good price of just three pounds, I think, on Amazon. On, uh, I think it's, it's got in, a
0: very good review on Amazon. And um, what else? Well,
1: um, you can also get it from... A uh, little heroes website. Oh, I'm sorry, Aaron. I can't remember the name of it. Uh, Fair Sparks. There was actually Fair Sparks. I think it's FairSparks.co.uk, but I'm not positive about that. That's the public. If you Google Fair Sparks, if you, if you Google it, will come on, up. Um, or in in Cardiff next uh, next month, it's end of March, isn't it? End of March. Um, Fair Sparks um, slash Little Heroes have a table, and I will be sat at the table with them, um, and I will be doing drawings of Springworth all day. And the comic will be for sale then. Whether so you want along. them or not. <laughs> I also, so I did mention, I was going to mention actually, that they have just revealed the artwork for Little Heroes Anthology 3, which I did the cover, oh, the cover art. for. I did the cover artwork for that. Um, and I think the deadline for it, I think that'll be released in a couple of months when they've got all, they've just got to fill it up with strips now. Haven't done that bit yet.
0: Well, once you've got a cover.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, you can check out the cover uh, on the Fair Sparks Facebook page for a start. Cool. And I think it's on
0: Twitter as well and Instagram as well. Awesome. Um, oh, what? Address to me. I was thinking when I was in Hobbycraft the other day, hmm. I think how to prevent comics with Springworth would fit in quite well there. It's getting them in there. That's I know something. that's the problem. Because yeah. they also do workshops in there sometimes. Yeah, they do. I thought it would be a great half-term kind of workshop if yeah. you could get... That's true. but It's, you it's know. half-term now. Tomorrow's
1: <laughs> the last day of half-term. To... It's late more, now. There's more than one half-term. Thanks, Stuart. <laughs> Coming too late, as You're usual.
0: Well, <laughs> oh, you've got like 12 hours. Get your finger right. But no, if you can get in there... Yeah. I just thought, because they have that rack, don't they? But the problem with doing workshops in hobby craft is you know how do you hit which ones do you hit up yeah. equal fares, and that's where you need to go with it mm. um so yeah that's where they can find that where can they find you online
1: um porn fake taxi
0: <laughs> on this Pornhub thing have you seen the guy who uploaded wholesome videos to Pornhub?
1: wholesome No, what is it there it's
0: like him just doing the washing up <laughs>
1: amazing <laughs>
0: Like they got so many subscribers that they sent him a Pornhub jacket. Yeah. If you hit a certain number of subscribers, you get a Pornhub jacket. <laughs> but he didn't hit it, but they were just so pleased with his content that they... Amazing. Uh,
1: okay, well, can I have five Can't film me on air talk because I've had all the videos deleted. <laughs> I am... Oh, i always play the field. I need to get these tattooed on my arm At or something. Zootbot on Twitter, this. isn't it? Twitter, I am at Zootbot. I am the real Zoot on...
0: That's Twitter, isn't it? I don't know you're are you the real zoot on Facebook oh hang
1: on a minute let me do this properly hang on I'm just going on see even
0: I'm out of practice that I can't remember all you Uh,
1: right so on Facebook I am
0: people google stuff well if you search I am zoot you come up
1: yeah do that search I am zoot everywhere and I come up somewhere um, I, I know I'm the real Zoot on Twitter. I think it's the real Zoot on Twitter. Your,
0: your at tag is at Zootbot. I know that because I tag you in things.
1: Oh, there you go. At Zootbot. I'm on there somewhere. Hey, you'll find me. I'm a little blue robot guy.
0: i um, cover for issue three. Sorry? It's a robot with a lemon and a light bulb. Oh, yeah. a lemon bot. Nice.
1: Um, yes. Uh, and I'm also on Instagram. Which Fucking are- hell. You've got 235, 36
0: followers. Mm-hmm. Oh, one of them's you, though, I mean. Oh, right. (laughs) Um, Have you reviewed yourself as well? Because I hate (laughs) things that do that.
1: Uh, On Instagram, I am I underscore am underscore zoot. Underscore. No underscore at the end of it. Underscore. Oh, Andy Hanks. Just type in Andy Hanks, which is my name. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies! (laughs) Ladies!
0: Right, can we go now? I'm starving. Do, you, do your yeah, stuff. Yeah, no, <laughs> do no do forget, it, forget it. <laughs> uh, right, uh, Tales from Beyond Infinity 1 and 2 are available on uh, the website which is okdrewbelievers.com um, Issue 2 is £3, it's slightly more with postage uh, it might be £4 on the website with postage. Uh, issue 1 is £6.50 with postage I think, I might be wrong, or you can buy 1 and 2 together for £7.50 including postage, all from the website. Um... All money from issue one goes to Sue Ryder. All of the profits from issue two go to Sue Ryder. So you're basically supporting an awesome charity as well. And um, we'll be starting to think about issue three at some point. Um, so there's that. Troops mailer goes out every week, which is tinyletter.com forward slash troops if you want to subscribe. Um, usually features a brief introduction, a bit of troops news,
1: and a really random title. I
0: never get your titles, I'll be honest. I just randomly pick things. That is real random. Or well, this week's was Tripping Through Treacle because I'm sort of in a limbo thing. Mm. So. Did you not know, like The Jazz Pigeon is Satisfied? No, I didn't get it! <laughs> that was a reference to Komodo Maya. <laughs> um, yeah, um, there's usually a nerds blog or something. I've, one of the things I've been doing is um, watch that, read this. Because not enough people recommend comics when they talk about a film. Hmm. They just talk about other films. It's like, oh, did you watch Venom? You should watch Spider-Man 3. It's never like, oh, did you watch Venom? You should read these Venom comics. Um, so, yeah, I've been doing that off and on. Um, got the Draw Something Sunday pictures go in there. Yep. Yeah. Um, got the Kickstarter columns back up and running so if you've got a Kickstarter running that you want us to add to the website and put in the mailer let me know and I'll get that out uh, I try and catch as many as I can but obviously if you can send me your Kickstarter with the link that'd help even more and um, the other thing I've started is a Troops tune Wow! so I put a link to a song on the bottom so I think the first one was Mondo 77 by Looper and then this week's was In the Streets by Big Star wow. It's just a song I've been listening to in the week. Pray to God I never hit my bewitched phase again.
1: Uh huh.
0: Um, yeah, on Instagram, hey. I am um, hey. Stuart hey. thinks he can draw. I think True Believers is on Instagram as well, which is OK True Believers. Uh, Facebook True Believers is OK True Believers, and Twitter is OK True Believers. And my Facebook is Stuart thinks he can draw on there as well, where you can feel good about your art by looking at mine. And the same about his penis. I'm not allowed to put my penis on there anymore. You're yeah. not? No. Somebody had their um, defacing pictures on newspapers by drawing cops on a page taken there. <laughs> <laughs> because it was against Facebook's policy on nudity or whatever. People are no fun anymore. Anyway, that's it for this week. If you survived the two hours 15 <laughs> minutes, <yeah. laughs> uh, we thank you. You deserve a medal. Um, are we doing a phrase at the end? Quantum penis. Quantum penis. Uh, if you comment under the post for this going up with Quantum Penis. Quantum Penis, oh boy. Actually. Oh boy. oh boy, Quantum Penis, oh boy. And yeah, the first one who does it, we might send them something. This bowl. <laughs> quantum <laughs> Penis. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway. Thank you for listening. Sorry it was uh, its usual rambling mess, but you seem to like it, so it just encourages us.
1: Bye everybody. Uh,
0: yeah, stay awesome. No, that's not us, is it? No it wasn't. <laughs> I think
1: somebody's using that. Damn it.
0: Yeah. Keep spreading the four colour word. That'll be ours. That's how I sign off the mailer. And uh yeah. Read awesome comics, create awesome things, and keep spreading the four colour word. See you in a month or you know, hear us in a month or so, hopefully. Take care. Bye. Bye.